Oh my gosh, All-Stars is over. It's Hotline League episode 102. We're continuing to survive. You know, this show is still on, even though others potentially have not stood the test of time. It's because Mark and I, even though we hate each other, we know that's our relationship. And I'm so glad to be here with all of you. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I got this really, really way too sweet wine. And you, so it's a perfect Monday night. Nice. Well, I'm feeling pretty good because... Uh, Acta Ace just gifted five subs in the chat. So shout out to everyone gifting in the chat. The holiday wow, season. That's very, very shallow of you. You feel good when people give you money. Yeah. That's, that's what makes you feel good. Do you not feel good when people give you money? No, I hate it. This is great news for me. I went up $150 in Vegas and I feel miserable. This is great news for me because I owe you money and I would hate to make you feel miserable. So maybe I should just not give you that money. No. No, I don't like people giving me money. I like taking oh. money from you. It's a very different experience. All right. Well, uh, so tell me about your, you know, before we get into everything, first off, shout out to Alienware. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Uh, we'll talk more about them later. But tell me about your Vegas trip because I didn't see you much except for on the, uh, the sort of towards the beginning of the trip. Yeah, so I got there pretty early on Thursday or most people did. So I just kind of sat around and read. And then I think you showed up Thursday. Or did you show up? Or wait, what am I saying Thursday? Tuesday? You showed up Wednesday, I showed right? up Wednesday, yeah. I know it was, it was a weird event because it ran Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, actually, yeah. I, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later. But that Reddit thread was talking about how this All-Stars was the worst viewership. I assume part of that is because one of the days was literally a Thursday instead of a Sunday. Well, and the time is just not good for Europe. So, like, that's half your viewer base you know, roughly half your viewer base for a Western stream, sure. not being able to watch. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I got there Tuesday. No one was in yet, so I just laid around and, like, read. And then you showed up Wednesday. I had rehearsal Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, we, we hit the tables pretty hard and did very well for ourselves. Craps was great. It was an incredible time. Yeah, you burnt, um, uh, So Broden and Yoni went up a ton. Because for context for everybody, we yeah. were playing Blackjack. Then Yoni, who works with me on the sponsorship and partnership side, uh, he he went over with, or he wanted to play craps, so he took Broden and Mark to play craps. And Travis doesn't like craps. I don't like craps because every time I go to craps, I just lose so much money so quickly. It's just a funnel. Because like, I think uh, craps is like high highs, low lows, and I just... Things don't go well for me. So I didn't, I bowed out on the craps, but you and Yoni and Broden, I heard, did really well. And I heard you didn't bet enough to do as yep. well as they were doing. No, they, I play like, there's a couple okay bet. Like, craps is a stupid game for sure. Um, the six, eight, the come and the don't come bets are like the only ones that are like okay. But if someone gets hot, you make a shitload of money if you're betting on more than that. I never put myself out there. Whereas like Broden and, Yoni had like money down on every number and a couple people, myself included, probably threw for at least 15 minutes straight, shot for 15 minutes straight. And one guy shot for like what felt like 45 minutes. So like, so like over the course of that, like two hours, hour and a half, everyone at the table made a shitload of money and the people who bet more aggressively obviously made a lot more. So I did all right. I was, I went into that down about a hundred from blackjack and ended up 150 so i made around 250 dollars, and at some points i i had almost no money i think i was like all in on that table um but uh it was really crazy i got the nickname tassels because i had a hoodie with white straps on it and someone 
pointed them out. So I spun them around like tassels, like right here. And then that was, that was my nickname for the whole night. Nice. Well, I'm glad you did. Well, I actually, I went up, I know that this is what people want to hear at the beginning, but we always like to shoot the shit. I went up a ton. Um, well, I was up maybe a hundred or so from our blackjack. And then what was really funny was I think before the second day, I want to say, uh, myself and Broden went and sat down at a blackjack table to kill 25 minutes before the start of all stars. And I went, I went up several hundred more. So I it was just super lucky spree. So that's, that's our exciting Vegas time. And then I hung out with a bunch of people yesterday as well. Hung out with uh, Peter and Lena and went to a couple, we went to that chain smoker show, which is pretty fun. Uh, we actually we got super screwed. Okay, here I'll try to tell the story really quickly because it's kind of funny. Here's what happened. Okay. So we, do you remember I tried to get you to come to a table or to come to see Chainsmokers? Oh yeah. Okay. Feel free to fast forward to this part. By the way, if you guys don't, you only care about legal legends talk. But we've got it's a light week. Skip another ten minutes too, because I'll follow up with some other stuff too. All right. So we were going to go see Chainsmokers. This is something Kelby, Peter, and Lean and I want to do for a while. And then over the course of the weekend, it was like, let's get, let's do more. Uh, and then I went to the Red Bull after party, shout out to Red Bull. And I talked to Shocks, and she was like, I only want to go if there's a table. And so we pulled a bunch of money to try and get a table. And I was talking to this promoter. And then we went to the place, and this is at Excess. Actually, I'm going to blast excess for this. So we go there and they're like, we can get you this table. We, we, they bring us in, like we go get our stuff checked. We get back uh, like security thing, all this stuff. We spend like 15 minutes going through all this stuff. And then right before we go into the club, they're like, by the way, the table's outside and Vegas is super cold in the winter. So it really sucks. So we, they're like, you know what? If you don't want the table, you can, it's fine. So we go out there and the table's outside by the pool, outside the club. And it's like sort of where they do like the beach um, or the day stuff, day club stuff. So we're like, all right, well, maybe this isn't that bad. We can at least be outside. We can grab drinks and then we can go inside where it's warm and watch the show, you know, and then just come out whenever. And then Lena was like, wait, I think they don't let you in if you're outside. Like you can't go into the club. You're just stuck outside. What? And so we asked the guy and the guy's like, yeah, you can't go in. And we're like, what? We're going to drop all this money on a table. We can't go in and watch the show. We can only listen from outside because the, 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 the front or sorry, the stage is kind of open in the back. So like the music comes out the back. Like, it's not like you're literally outside of a building. You can't see anything, but it's like, you can't go to the stage and be in front of the stage. You're just kind of like in this weird back area. And they're like, yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right, we will go back in. And we'll just go through the regular thing. But I had us on a guest list, but the guest list ended at one and we spent all this time doing the table stuff. So then they, they wanted us to pay a bunch of money to get through. Cause we could no longer use the guest list. I'm like, well, you screwed us over because you brought us to this outdoor table. Now it's too late. Blah. So then they bring us inside. Um, and they're going to escort us back through the club to go back out so that we can reenter the line. And then Kelby, so they're escorting us. And as you know, like in a club, you're crowded by all these people. And Kelby goes, what's to stop us from just leaving this like caravan that he's leading us through the club. And the guy goes, uh, I don't know, dude, whatever you can do, whatever you want. He just leaves. So now we're just all in the club. 
uh, you know, and then Shocks has to go to the bathroom. She somehow gets turned around and ends up outside. And then she's stuck outside of the club. Kobe's out there. Mateus from Cloud9 is out there. And so then we're trying to figure out how to get these in. And also it just kind of sucks because the whole place is crowded. Then a guy named, I'm going to shout him out, Tony, who has this big table, recognizes Peter. And it's like, all oh, you guys come to our table. Come to our table. And so then suddenly we're hanging out and all these guys are coming up to us. And they're, oh, everyone's angry about me telling a story. All these people are coming up to us and uh, from the table and are like, oh, we love all your work. Blah, blah, blah. So then we're at this table. Then Tony gets the people to come outside and help Shocks and Kobe and Mateus. And so the whole thing was saved. And that's, that's the story. And then every, then everyone stood up and clapped, right? Yes. Uh, so the reason I wasn't there was because I felt like I got stabbed. Uh, the night after we, we went pretty hard at the tables, I was like mildly hungover just a little bit, like a little queasy, little headache, but I was fine by the time, like, you know, way before show started. But then for some reason, my stomach started hurting a lot. Not like queasy, not like, oh, uh, upset. I got to shit myself, but like, I feel like I've been stabbed. Uh, and I felt that way for the rest of the Vegas trip. So I didn't really do that much else. I actually never went gambling again. I didn't bet, bet anything else the rest of the trip. So you didn't have a good time? No, it was pretty miserable. The, the days were really long. Um, I was really tired by the time I was done. There was some dude in the room next to mine, and the Luxor's a piece of shit. Um, and so I could hear like them talking, and they would get up at like 10 o'clock, and there's this one guy who would go, woo-wee, every five minutes, starting at 10 o'clock. Uh, so I wanted to kill him. And I didn't feel good enough to, because I was, like I said, I was, I was feeling a little down. Uh, and then I was just generally tired, so. Well, that was our... It was not as cool as our trip last year, that... where you got me a penthouse suite in the Mandalay. Yeah, well, everything doesn't always go that way. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and start taking calls. Really? Because I'm enjoying this. The more Twitch, like, the more people tell me not to do something, it just pulls me into it. Yeah. Apparently, uh, a bunch of the producers were making fun of my shoes for being dirty and gross, which they are. Those you've had those shoes for joke. five years, I think, because I had that same. And pair. I totally need new ones. I totally need new ones. Right? It's been like three or four years, and I'm coming around to it on my own. But then one of my producers was like, "Good, because we're not going to hire you back if you don't change your shoes." And then I was like, "Well, fuck it. Now I can't change my shoes. So stop telling me to do things, and I will because I will do the opposite." Fuck excess. We're trying to spam us. Anyway, let's uh, let's start taking calls. Explain how this show works. All right. So if you've never been to this show before, you made a good decision, and tonight's the wrong the wrong night. Uh, but if you are here, go ahead and join the Discord link. I'm spamming in chat. Um, when you get there, you're gonna join one of the pub calls or pub call two voice channels. You'll need to be in there so we can pull you if we like your topic. Then go ahead and post your topic in the text channel above called Pleb Topics. Uh, if we like your take, we'll go ahead and pull you from that Pleb Calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until we get to do a quick mic check with you and make sure everything sounds good. And then we'll pull you into the on-air. And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. I'm seeing a ton of subs going to the chat right now, and we had a bunch of people gift some subs earlier, so that's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, but be sure to put your topic in the Subtopics chat because it moves a little slower there. 
And uh, this might be a bit of a shorter show this week just because, I mean, there's not too much to talk about with All-Stars. Uh, I'm sure some people will call in and say all Star sucks. Some other people might say some fun things that they saw at the show. Um, and, of course, we can talk about any of the most recent news from the past two weeks, actually, because we haven't done the show in two weeks. So maybe that'll help us uh, pad our show a bit. But uh, Wow, no one's talking about All-Stars. I mean, there's like that's the problem. What is there to talk about with All Stars? People like there's no. I didn't like it. I did like it. They should do this. Suggestions. There's no. Yeah, I guess you can. We, the only thing to talk about is complaining or saying you liked it for certain reasons. But the weird thing about that event, <clears throat> I think it's fine. But the weird thing about that event is there's no common storyline. You know, like you're kind of switching between tandems, and it's not like you're going to call in and be like. I feel like Nikki Taylor and Sneaky should have been dramatically different on at All Stars. I will say one thing: and Sneaky Sneaky declined all interviews at at All Stars, uh, to my knowledge. And that that I'm not calling Sneaky out at all. It's just like an unfortunate situation. Uh, and I, by the way, I got tons and tons of interviews. This is not a complaint or anything like that, but I wonder if that came from the cloud nine side or the sneaky side or what happened, but he did not do. I can also just understand if someone's like, well, I guess maybe not. Cause he was doing a lot of stuff. I can understand if someone was just there trying to chill. Yeah. He, he had like a day where he did like three or four things. I don't know. I'm just saying, I wonder, I wonder what caused that. Cause some people turned down interviews, but they didn't do it like every single day. Again, I just cur- I'm curious about that. And also, interestingly enough, if you look at, I wonder if he got traded or something. Because the other thing that I noticed during the trip is that if you look at the Cloud Nine Twitter account, they pretty much only talk uh, tweeted about Jay Street. Um, mm. There was one. Okay, here here's one tweet about Sneaky and Nikki Taylor going to tandem, but I think that's it. Like, especially compared to how many tweets they made about Jay Street and TFT, there was like a ton. So yeah. I kind of I wonder if he got traded or what the deal is there, but like he didn't do any interviews and they tweeted about him once. So, oh, Jack is in the chat. He says blackballed. I don't know what that means. I think he means blacklisted. It's a combination of blue balled and blacklisted. Hmm. So they held sneaky out in front of you, but you were banned from ever getting him. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we figured it out. Uh, is there? <laughs> should should we start pulling callers, or do you? Do you need a I'm trying, time? dude. These call these take like fucking. Look at the subtopics. Look at this like fucking wallet. Like people are writing like six takes as one thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna read fucking dissertation on all the things you can talk about. Pick one. I have to read like a million things. When I see that, my eyes glaze over. Writing 101. Brevity is the soul of wit. Nice. It's going to sit here quietly while we figure this out. I'm just waiting for topic. Okay, there's some people in the waiting. Let me go pull them out. Okay, they got it. Oh, having to fill. Anyway, let's let's talk about let's. This is a funny week to do this show because there's just All Stars doesn't give you much to talk about. A uh, couple quick shoutouts. Thank you to Mac to Ace for the ten gifted subs. Nemsick, I hate Snarf, Dan the Esports Man, Trusty Panda twenty three under, Will D one thrill, Whoopley, Wafflefoot, a bag of ducks, Sazball, uh, Pixed Heart, and 
the valid smell sap a couple other people the schmaltz is here the schmaltz where are you calling from Hello. i'm calling from miami florida. miami florida i really want to go back yeah that was a good time it's like 70 it's perfect for you yeah guys. it was it was super good yeah what do you want to talk about on the show so first of all i want to label myself as the prophet of the show i come on like once every four months but everything i've said has been correct i predicted ig to win 2018 worlds before world even started i predicted that bjergsen would get equity in tsm a year before it happened a year so i've a year before it happened yeah do you have a third one because like if you if you get a third is- one right uh i w- i'm getting the third one here all right yeah i want i want like a discord uh whatchamacallit like the the funny thing is no one's going to go back and check these things no but i, so- I did I, I i mean no one really cares but i did find the the logs on discord of me posting on plug top well i would i would ask you if you can if you can if you get a third one right do me a favor and message me and give me links to all of them and i will literally make a youtube video of just you getting everything correct especially if it's an impressive that would be one awesome. This one's not as impressive. I'm more proud of myself for the past two, but I feel like it's time for me to come out of my cave a little bit. Right. Um, my topic is that, well, my topic is that this is going to be the most, NA's most competitive split. I think all the teams are being really overlooked, and I think that there have been a lot of really great moves, and I think it's going to be a super competitive split, and I'm really excited for it. And additionally, my take is that TSM is going to overthrow Team Liquid for the top of NA. Whoa. Okay, so so let's break down your first one. I just want some, can you define most competitive? Because that's, like, do you yeah. mean whenever we go to international events, we're going to be sick? Or do you mean, like, all the teams are going to be neck and neck? International, I don't know yet. I'm talking more so regionally. A lot of the teams are going to be neck and neck. The games are going to be, you know, closer, cleaner. Teams are going to have their own style, stuff like that, you know, because last year, especially during like summer, teams like FlyQuest and Golden Guardians, well, Golden Guardians kind of got it together, just sort of lacked that like identity factor. But I think even if the teams didn't pick up like stellar names, I think that they've picked up players that are capable of like creating an identity for their team, you know. So, so you, it sounds like you think that it's going to be neck and neck. Yeah, I think a lot of teams, like the middle of the pack is going to be like fucking fierce. Hunter mm. Thieves, uh, Evil Geniuses, Cloud9 even I think is going to probably uh, start to drift drift towards the middle of the pack. And um, uh, Golden Guardians even I think could even could be in the middle. Like I just think the middle of the pack is going to be like more tight than it's ever been so what do you do you have you have like tsm tl at the top and then you have what two teams at the bottom and then you think we'll have six just duking it out in the middle basically yeah i think tsm and tl are at the top i think FlyQuest and one other are going to be at the bottom FlyQuest is the only one that i'm really pessimistic about but okay why are you why are you so pessimistic about FlyQuest? i feel like most people are flaming golden guardians and or Dignitas. Golden Guardians, there's something about them. I they when they did the whole um Keith to support thing, they made a they oh, made Oh boy. I know, like I'm not I'm not supporting that decision, but they made like a um kind of surrounding like the uh like the in, like the inside and how they came to that conclusion that that's what they wanted to do. 
I just see like some type like a drive in them, you know, like every player on that team just wants to like really improve. And that's not to say that they're gonna, but I have, I have pretty, I have pretty good faith in them. I have faith in Golden Glue as well. I think Golden Glue is a really fucking good player that people kind of overlook. And he's been good for a while. And everyone said he's been good for a little while. Just like not like he hasn't hit that point where he can just become one of the best. But I think this could if, – if Golden Guardians ends up being like a smasher of a roster, then I think he, he could definitely become one of those. But regardless, I, mean, so, I think he's a solid, really good player. FBI so my problem good. with the whole like this will be the most competitive NALCS split or whatever thing is like yeah. I feel like we already had the most competitive LCS split of all time and it won't ever be topped, uh, which was the 2018 spring when like literally there was a yeah. six-way tie for second mm-hmm. through – whatever first like whatever it was you know yeah. everyone was like 11 and 7 or something and then like like almost from a mathematical standpoint i don't know how it can get closer than that yeah <laughs> like, that was, it's, i think that's kind of where my thought is like stemming from because it kind of almost feels like a rerun of 2018 spring where there's like evil geniuses and mortals and um like there's like this brand rework more brands are coming in more players there's like complete roster shifts. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of getting that same vibe as 2018 spring, which is why I'm saying just as competitive, if not more. Yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying about like the middle of the pack teams will be better uh, or like uh, more competitive. I, I'm a little unsure about the top end, but I think we'll get into that with some of the well, other and that's, calls. that's part of my problem too is like I, I don't feel like the league can ever feel super, super competitive until you have a bunch of people, people or teams, sorry, competing for the top like that. Like the problem is whenever you just have this like soup in the middle, it's not like, oh, everyone is so competitive because you just have, you know, one or two teams at the top, like destroying everyone, you know, and sometimes going undefeated up until like, you know, week six or something. So I also don't think they're going to, I don't think by any means they're going to go undefeated though. Yeah, I, don't, I think Team Liquid in a regular season setting is not that sexy. Um, and I can see the regular season being being kind of close, but I'm just concerned that, like, even if they go to four games or maybe five games like it's happened in some of their runs, like, TL is going to come out on top again. Um, and it might be a bit of a fun ride getting there, and it might be a little close, but I I have mm-hmm. – I mean, those these teams haven't played it, so maybe, who knows? There's a lot of things yeah. there. But we don't, on yeah, paper, we... nothing has pushed anyone into the TL, TL stratosphere. So what, yeah. why do you uh... – why do you think TSM is going to overtake TL? I guess this is the second your second part of your take. Yeah, I think this is kind of like a perfect storm for somebody to overtake TL. I think coming off of a really devastating loss and only making one roster switch is kind of abnormal to me. Um, usually, team does well domestically, but bomb like they did and uh, like TL did at Worlds. They usually make numerous roster swaps and a lot of stylistic changes um and the one roster swap that they made i don't think is gonna fan out very well and especially not by spring i think maybe by summer they'll start to build their synergies and rocks will become more of an asset but i think at first it's gonna turn into a liability and i think tl overall is just gonna have a weak spring while tsm i'm actually Really, for the first time in TSM history for a long time, even though I'm not too fond of the org, 
I'm very happy with their uh, roster changes. I think they did a really good job with uh, Kabe, Dardock, and uh, Biofrost, especially the Biofrost one. I think that was huge to get Biofrost. I just, I just think like uh, TL shouldn't really be making big moves unless they're trying to do what TSM did at the end of 2017, which was like completely explode their roster because there's they basically have you know best in slot players in a lot of their positions right um and the only like upgrades they can get are more like in theory if these pieces all work correctly together um Mm -hmm. because i don't think it's like oh let me go get this mid laner who's an upgrade over jensen let me go get this top laner who's clearly an upgrade over impact um and like same with you know core jj and double lift and Smithy was probably the weakest individual on the roster, and that's what you know the one move that they made because they don't mm-hmm. want to go complete blow up that T- TSM tried after. So I don't think it's fair to judge them in the same categories as teams who have failed at Worlds previously uh, because some of those teams didn't have easy ways to make moves, and that's what TSM did that one time as well. Right. And I think I do agree. I always kind of saw Smithy as the, the weaker link in the roster. I just don't understand why Broxa. Like, it just seemed like a really left-field move, which is cool for in, like, a publicity standpoint. And, like, it gets people hyped up and shit. But, like... Uh, I, I think we have someone else talking about Brox later, so I don't want to go... Yeah, I don't want to... That's fine, yeah. I'm, I'm, shoot I'm, a scattershot here and hit everything. Yeah. I want to hear that call then, because I'm really curious to know like, what people think of that. Because, like, yeah, I, won't, I won't get into it. But, yeah, I think... I think TSM can do it, and I think they have the best shot at doing it. I just think TL's at like a really vulnerable spot for this spring, and I think TSM's going to be able to exploit it, especially with Dardock and Bio. I, I'm just super curious how the Dardock stuff goes. That's the biggest concern for me, is oh, yeah. what does that look like? Um, and I don't know, I'm just like, I'm super fascinated to see how it goes, because it feels like this is just the story with every team that Dardock is ever on. It's it's is you know if Dardock works out and the team is not implode they're going to do great and if they don't then it's going to be a big issue um so i don't know how that's going to go with tsm but i do feel like there's a chance that they could be much more competitive if that does all work out are you okay mark yeah yeah i'm talking to emily because she said she has takes on brock you know mark you don't prepare for the show you uh you make me carry the whole thing (laughs) And you didn't say anything for like 10 seconds after, and I we're done talking. now. It's over. You're fucking brain in the show. You get the you get the reference, Mark. I was I was memeing. No, I didn't get it. Okay, because you're, you, you're distracted. Uh, word, explain it to me. It was a reference to another show. Anyway, Schmaltz. Yeah, so I don't know. I look. I think, but the nice thing for you is I feel like both your predictions are somewhat safe. The there's a really good chance that you end up with a pretty competitive split as we've seen a lot of pretty big changes and a couple of the teams that were perhaps lackluster in the past, like Echo Fox are spending big to try to get great players and import talent. Uh, but mm-hmm. I also, and I, but I think the TSM one is the, the thing where it's kind of more of a coin flip where I do really feel like they could be competitive, but it's going to depend on how the Dardock stuff goes. Uh, so I think that that's, what's interesting and i'm excited to see north america see kabe for the first time because i know that a lot i mean obviously he's been at worlds right but i think he's not a player that a lot of the north american audience knows very well and like you know you know the recluses or perks of the world so i think that that's gonna be really exciting as well definitely 
Well, hey, thank you so much for the show or for the call. Is there anything else that you'd like to? Yeah, you're welcome for the show. Yeah, thank you for the show. Sorry, I'm a I'm a little distracted because I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to see if we can get uh, Mark. Do we have any topics about the format changes or format changes potentially? Uh, I thought about pulling one, but then I didn't. Do you want me you to? Should, you should pull one because I feel like I've got something I can talk about. Why don't we just talk about it instead of having a caller come in and introduce a topic, us go, okay, that's interesting, but here's what's actually the point of the show. Because yeah, the point of the show is to take calls, Mark. That's, that's what if the we point change of the, the show. Le Schmaltz, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to yeah, say no as we move on to the next caller? Hey, shout out to Alienware and Invictus Gaming. Let's go. Yeah, have a good one. You too. Alienware and Invictus Gaming. <laughs> I, love, I love that those are the two shout outs. Regardless, uh, I think we're ready for the next call. Alrighty. Mark is off. I don't know. Emily, if you're watching the show, stop distracting Mark. All right. I need my co host here. The Valid. Thank you for five months, Nanuko. Black Inferno 7. Uh, Smilsap 917. Danny 0304 is here. Danny, where are you calling from? Uh, Toronto. Toronto. How are you doing there? Is it, I hear there's a lot of snow. Yeah, it's pretty cold here. I'm sorry. Well, what do you want to talk about on <laughs> the show tonight? All right. Uh, so I have a very unpopular opinion. I really like the TFT portion of the All Star because I feel like the All Star is an event for people like to chill and to relax. And I feel like TFT is not like a intense competitive game. It's it's better to watch it like in a chill way, like in an All Star game. Because if it's like really competitive, then it's get like really boring because everyone will just play the same style anyways. But if it's it's like a kind of chill way and like pro player playing here. It's it's actually really fun to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I actually felt like so I've I've mixed feelings on the TFT stuff. So I guess we can just open this up to talk about all the TFT stuff at All Stars. So one, I yep. think it is like if you are going to have any TFT stuff blend in with the league stuff, All Stars is definitely the place to do it. I completely agree with that. I do feel as though they should have either put the TFT stuff in the very beginning of the day or at the very end of the day so that the league folks who are not interested in TFT can either show up later or leave early uh, because I think that that was actually one of the frustrations and I think there'd be a lot less uh, annoyance at the TFT stuff if that had been the case, if they just scheduled it in a different way. I suspect that they felt like this was a good event to try to market TFT to the league audience. But I don't know, I, I feel like at that point in time, you're starting to prioritize the TFT marketing over the event, and that's only going to hurt yes. your situation it, whenever people are already skeptical about this event in the first place. I, I did like the fact that you got to see LCS pros like goofing around in TFT. I felt like that's actually, sorry, I shouldn't say LCS. I mean like traditional League of Legends pros uh, goofing Oof. around in TFT. So I, I think... I like the idea of having TFT included and like you said, putting it more at the beginning of the end of the day so you're not breaking up people who don't care about it. Um, but I think two out of you know most days having six or seven events is a little extreme because then you're making a third of All-Stars kind of about TFT, which is a little high. Um, and then I, it's interesting that you like the, the Littles portion because they called it like the Legends and the Littles because casting it is really hard and not very fun. Because it's just people making wrong... Well, not all the time. The second the second group of Littles wasn't that bad, like with Saros and the Shy and stuff. But a lot of the other ones... Like, Whippo was pretty good. So, like, the second lobby was good. But the first lobby, the players were pretty bad. And it's kind of hard to cast when it's, like, 
okay, he's going for a donkey roll strat, but he leveled early and now he's doing it on Krugs <laughs> instead of the next one. Like it, like it just doesn't make sense why you're doing it on Krugs instead of waiting for Krugs goal to come in because you've already leveled. And, did you like, did you guys it, talk about like, the tone that you were going to use for casting that? Because I assume if, if if you had been able to pivot more towards a like just goofing around stuff and maybe if you'd been able to bring in more influencers to just talk about it, I feel like that could have been kind of cool. Hey, we tried that, but influencers are pretty unreliable and they don't always show up. Mm. Um, and on top of the fact, like I said, this is the second one of the day uh, a lot of the time. So I, I personally don't really enjoy watching people who are bad at something do it um, unless it's like hilariously comedic, but you know, I'd rather see, you know, like the idea of pairing them up, like put them on the same keyboard or like put the, you know, like do something more, more interesting than just putting them out there and just watching them kind of fuck. Yeah, Cause up. Hearthstone had a pretty fun tournament or maybe has had multiple fun tournaments where you had like teams of players pl picking the Hearthstone cards and playing against each other. And then you would do a bunch of mic listen-ins to hear the conversation between the different people. And it was quite fun to hear like the discussion. And I actually kind of feel like yeah. that would have been fun. Maybe there's a world where like almost like it's not even so much of a cast as so much as a uh, situation where you guys are just actively helping to switch between the different conversations. Yeah, because I don't mind, you know, taking different tones. And we, we talked about it, but it's it's hard to find one when it's like, okay, well, we could be educational, but then like it's hard to be educational with, with everyone kind of doing the wrong stuff. Yeah. Because then you're just trash-talking. Oh, he definitely should have done this. Yeah. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, so, like, when I saw... I think it was Sneaky who did that random thing. And then some guy just, like, sold off his volley bears in a weird spot, I think it was. But then, like, still kept another thing in that didn't make any sense. I forget exactly what it was. Or maybe he sold Skarners. But, you know, you're just watching people do things that are, like, kind of, like, just outright wrong. Not like, ooh, maybe he's going for this line kind of stuff. Yeah, I think... Uh, also, the game is pretty new, so... Eh. It's been out for what five months. Well, uh, to Danny's, I will say one thing about Danny's point though is that the spectator stuff in it is not great yet, and so that's also kind of hard. Oh, yeah. Is like, well, go ahead. Oh yeah, w one thing I really don't like is uh, one they switch to one player, then they switch next player right away. Like, yeah, Mark I was, was talking say. about some calm, then they just switch right away. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, the, the spectators were a little, or whoever was spectating was a little switch happy, but then the players are also, because you're getting their POVs, they're very oh, yeah. scout heavy, you know? So, like, the people's, people are, like, the it was, it was kind of hard to cast as well for that reason, where, like, people were just hopping around, like, fucking crazy over the course of the games, and it was really hard to, like, track anyone because there's no spectator tool so you take their pov and then they're skipping around then you swap to another pov and they're skipping around so that might to danny's point that might be a reason not to have well it's funny danny originally was suggesting you have tft in the event but <laughs> one one reason to be skeptical about it is what danny said which is that the game is pretty new so the spectator experience is not that great so you're kind of shoving and i love tft i'm a huge proponent of it i play it a ton me too you're kind of shoving this you know, you're, you're layering on, all right, we're now putting TFT into a league event that people might not be super excited to see. You now have an event where, like, the players kind of lower. The tools for spectating it are not that great yet. It's just, it might have been a little bit too much too early, and maybe they could have done... And, and on top of that, I think just scheduling it differently would have been a pretty good thing. I don't, I don't think this yeah, was a I great place to market the game if that was the intent, and I don't know if it was, but if it was, I feel like this was a little too much. 
Yeah, I think the idea of including TFT is fun. I think the idea of getting LCS pros involved is fun. I think using influencers for it as well, or like people who are high rated at the game is fun. But having two of them, usually more in the middle of the day, in the one with the pro or like the, the league players, not really having on stage coaching just made it like super awkward yeah. to, to try and cast that uh, sometimes. So I think I, I like the idea, but I think, you know, like like what we already said, some of those changes would make it a lot better and less intrusive for people who are there for League of Legends, which is the main draw. So, yeah, that's true. I, this is actually I agree with uh, sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Uh, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I think the TFT stuff just it's an interesting situation where TFT's in right now. And I, I know actually this call is the perfect example of that. I want to talk about TFT right now from like a product standpoint, but I know that a lot of people in the chat right now don't want, right? Like Zim, Zimmy with the emotize or whatever in the chat says, wrap it up, right? There are a lot of people in that follow league or play league that just are not interested in TFT at all because it's a game that is not interesting to them. So that was, you know, I tweeted over the weekend, should I start a dedicated TFT channel or a YouTube channel for TFT and Runeterra? And I got really mixed results on the poll because I want to cover TFT. Should I stick it on my League of Legends channel? A lot of people say like, oh, just stick it on another playlist. The problem is if let's say even 50% or 60 or 70% of my channel doesn't give a shit about TFT at all, and I stick the video up there and nobody watches it, and it just gets killed by the YouTube algorithm because it's YouTube says, well, nobody wants to watch this or not nearly as many people want to watch it. It just kind of dies. Whereas I wonder if I should start a new YouTube channel to do it. Um, but then, you know, the people that do care about TFT that follow my YouTube channel are frustrated because they have to go find a new, yeah, they follow two things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's just, it's kind of an awkward situation. I mean, again, I love the game and I want it to, to flourish. And I think it's in a great place as a game itself, but it's kind of in an awkward position whenever you put, whenever you place it in the ecosystem. And I think a lot of people like the League of legends ecosystem. And I feel like a lot of people are going to have to figure out how to navigate this, including riot over the next year or so. Yeah, I mean, the uh, something like a BlizzCon makes it relatively easy to just host everything together but separate. Uh, and maybe making All-Stars a RiotCon event when, prod when uh, the shooter game comes out and all the other games all start coming out, rather than taking the clout that League has and just kind of jamming it in there with it. See, like Meat Bun says, who here is actually frustrated that Travis isn't producing any TFT content in the chat? Meat Bun is a subscriber, and maybe he got gifted the sub, or he or she got gifted the sub. But it's it's this weird situation where it's just like some people are so against TFT, they just don't want it anywhere near them. And I get it; like people are still angry we're talking about TFT on this call, but it makes a lot of sense that we're talking about TFT on this on the show because it was just at an international League of Legends event that we were all at that Riot was broadcasting, and you know Riot is going to have to figure out where to place it in the future. So it's just, it's rather than talk about it and give feedback on its implementation, let's just say nothing. So when it happens again and we're still not happy, we can keep not yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Great call. Danny. Uh, so it sounds like ultimately Danny, I think Mark and I are cool. Mark, would you say you're cool with TFT as long as it was just scheduled better? Yeah. I mean, I cast it. I love TFT. I'm casting another tournament. You know, yeah, just mean having it right at now. All Stars, you're cool with. Yeah, I think overall having fun game modes that are not just standard is fine. Yeah. Oh. 
Anyway, Danny, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the show? All right. Last thing I just want to say, if Travis, you make TFT videos, I will like and subscribe. Thank you. Appreciate Which it. Which means he doesn't right now. I mean, you mean for the new <laughs> channel, right? Yes. Okay. Because yes, yes. anybody okay. can subscribe to my current channel by going to TravisGafford.com slash lewd. <laughs> thank you, Danny, for the call. Thank you. Have a good, have good one. All right. Uh, Mark is off to grab our next caller. Thank you to Tommy Tat for the four months. There are three PO Snoopy nine three eight Danny Zang zero three zero four. Oh, who just subbed? I, or was just on the call? Uh, Dafu, Thang Thangak, ESN Josh, uh, Nutter, Naked two MTG Matthias and Insulin Shots. Supika Supika, I feel like I know who you are. Welcome to the show. Well, there's Hello. two people. Uh, what do you? Oh, and the graphic truth is also here. This is super confusing to me. Um, gra Graphic Truth, where are you calling? Uh, I'm calling from Denver. Emily, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Venice, California. Fantastic. So for those that are not familiar, Emily Rand used to work with me at Yahoo. I'm sure everyone's familiar with her, but uh, now now writes and appears on camera for ESPN Esports. Uh, graphic Truth, uh, how did you want to do this, Mark? I assume we're going to have Graphic Truth take some pitch something and then yeah, emily's so gonna graphic respond graphic truth has a a take on broxa and i saw Bro uh, emily saying in chat she has her own thoughts so i'm sure this will just turn into a broxa right. topic well welcome to the show emily uh graphic truth what do you want to talk about on the show uh i've just been seeing a lot of people talk about how the smithy broxa trade is either a downgrade or at least a side grade at most and I just don't think, I think that the jungle synergy that you're going to get from Broxa and uh, Jensen is going to be way more valuable than maybe what uh, Xsmithy brought to TL before. And I don't think, I don't, sorry, I don't think that uh, Xsmithy or that Broxa is that much worse than Xsmithy in a, a lot of those aspects. Why do we, why do we think that he's going to have better synergy with Jensen? I mean, if you've been watching their streams, they already look like they are just having a, a blast together. And they uh, they both can talk uh, together in a different language. I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, it feels like when I watch them stream together, they they have like really good. They just synergize really well together. Worth worth noting, they won't be able to talk in that language whenever they're on a five man call system on stage at LCS. No, I yeah, think but they could make. Gonna learn it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying they could make small little calls here and there, little words. Maybe they have some, some things they can just say. I just think that the synergy I've been seeing from them and Double have kind of talked about how they couldn't really do anything mid and jungle last uh, season with Jensen and Xmithy. Um, and I just think that this is going to kind of open it up. And as you saw last season, that uh, or at Worlds, that the jungle mid synergy was a really, really big deal for all the top teams. All right, Emily, I'll toss to you first. What do you think? Um, so when I said that Broxa takes, they're actually really lukewarm, but some of the things uh, he said kind yeah, of tie into what here. I want to talk about. I know, like very, very lukewarm takes, and it's not anything I haven't said elsewhere. But um, the interesting thing about Broxa in terms of like a style perspective is that I can't tell how much of it, what he did on Fnatic is his style and how much of what he did on Fnatic is his own style. And it could just be that he hasn't been allowed to not play in the way that he played on Fnatic. Uh, so I'm actually really curious to see on team, him on Team Liquid because I want to see if some of the things that he was both praised and criticized for in LEC uh, will continue. Uh, Braxa tends to heavily focus one side of the map over the other, be it top side or bot side. 
so that that's actually what I'm the most curious about to see when he comes to LCS. As for synergy with uh, Jensen, I think that's a really interesting thing to bring up because Jensen is um, he has had, in my opinion, just based on like some of his his laning movement, he has not had really strong synergy with a lot of his junglers. Um, so I would like I would love to see like if if that is the case, if they just get along super super well. Um, I would actually love to see a team where. Uh, he is helping facilitate his jungler and vice versa because I don't know if Mark and I used to talk about this on like the super old Yahoo show. We would talk about Jensen all the time uh, yeah. in MVP discussions. And one of my biggest criticisms of him back then was that um, he didn't seem to have a lot of really good awareness or communication with any of his junglers just based on like his map movement, word placement, stuff like that. I think it's something he's improved in over the years but i've still never seen him with a jungler that's been like it's like wow you guys have super strong mid jungle synergy um so if that is the case and again like basing it on streams is kind of a little lukewarm uh, i understand that that's well, all it's i got early. right now though. i'll just say it's early yeah it's very very early right um which is kind of why i hate offseason and i just want to see teams play because there's only so much you can surmise from on paper and and streaming, right? But if that is the case, that would actually be awesome, and I'd love to see it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think uh, you're definitely right that Jensen has never been like the mid jungle there invading together and messing stuff up. He's gotten a little bit better about playing around bot lane, I guess, with Doublelift. But him and him and Smithy were nothing like Clid Faker, Doinbi, Tian, like the best from other regions in terms of mid jungle synergy. So. I mean, Joinby is basically a jungler. So yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a he's like an exception in every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. I think in general, though, it's never been his strong suit, like you're saying. Um, and I don't know what to make of Broxa. I I hear such different things from people inside the EU scene, just in general, about um, like yeah, he's pretty good mechanically and he's good at the things he does, but he's a slow learner and uh, seems to like just do some of the same stuff and he they say he has gotten a little worse since his peak um which makes me a little pessimistic but then i also hear at the same time that uh the internal politics of fanatic were a little fucked up and it was like kind of clicky and not very good which is which is like a nightmare situation for a jungler because they're the one who usually get the most messed up in a situation like that like in terms of their play where no one's great friends and communicating and that kind of stuff so Part of me is like, oh, he sounds overrated in general from Europe uh, for, from his performance, but also his team was kind of shaky at points. So I don't know what to make of him. Uh, I think Team Liquid is a very professional setting, it sounds like, from everything we hear about internal uh, of the team. For the most part, they still have the typical pro players and having strong opinions about each other and things, but it doesn't sound quite as clicky, I hope. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on the, on the Brock swap. As as a whole, I I just wanted to see him on a team that's not fanatic so, yeah. because I because I do feel like there was that if you're talking about internal politics of fanatic from his jungling style and again this is all like me drawing conclusions just based off of jungle pathing right so like take please like take that into consideration when you're discussing this elsewhere but it really seemed like he was definitely split between one side of the map or the other right which means that. Either Whippo is constantly calling him top or Reckless is constantly calling him bot. 
Um, and there's that kind of push pull between like, where is he going to be pathing and where are they going to really focus their resources in? So that's why I'm most curious to see him off of Fnatic because I honestly, I think he's again, very mechanically skilled. I think he's a nice person. Like every time I've talked to him, he's a great he's interview. So cool. Absolutely, absolutely like amazing to talk to. Um, so I'm excited he's going to be in NA like I got to interview him more. Right? That's how but, I uh, feel. I was about to say that. Like, <laughs> I think that, oh, sorry, you can finish. I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, that was it. I, I was pretty much finished. Well, here, I, I'll say my bit on him after Graphic Truth, because I, I, obviously I'm not going to talk too much about the analysis of it, right? But Graphic Truth, do you have any thoughts on what Mark and Emily said? No, that was my second part that I was going to bring up was the, uh, I want to see him not on Fnatic, because if all the rumors are true with how Youngbuck was trying to duct tape that team together, then I want to see him on like a good running team like TL. He hopefully will just slot right in to this like oiled machine, and we'll see what happens. I mean, they, they all, TL also has a really whiny controlling AD, you know, so I, I, uh, I'm with Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if it's just the whiny AD on Fnatic. I think there I was, was there I was, was joking than... by the way. I just uh, wanted to slam Peter. Uh, but I, yeah. I no, I I agree. I know what you're saying, right? Which is that if the rumors are true, like TL or sorry, Fnatic was in a a pretty messy place for the entire year and managed to still, by the way, be near the top. So if Impressive. he can succeed yeah. in that environment, you know what can he do in a in a more stable, less messy environment? Uh, but to your point, Emily, which you started to get into, I, for me, I'm always looking at, you know, unlike unlike Mark, uh, you know, I want I want teams to do well and be competitive, but I also look at stuff just from a what does this mean from like a brand perspective and for like the storylines of the league and all that. And I think it's really exciting. I'm happy that we saw a change with TL because I feel like it would have been kind of boring if they continued to be potentially the dominant team if somebody else can't rise up against them. And also just like not really have anything to talk about at the start of the the year for them. So I think that him coming in, Brox is a really interesting dude. Uh, I'm I like him a lot. I think he's like a, a very funny personality to add to that team. So I'm I'm just pretty uh, pumped to see how this goes down. I mean, I just I just feel like it's such a low variance move in a sense where I don't think it'll go terrible. I think Brox is good enough that it's not gonna be like oh my god what happened to this guy he shit the bed the way it sometimes happens with reports <laughs> uh but i also don't think he's gonna bring some insane synergy and from what i understand it sounds like smithy was a more intelligent pather and things like that than broxa is um you know you might be trading some of the skirmishing potential for and and different champ pools i would say both sound like they're somewhat limited but just straight you know different in, in their picks uh, for you know, you're you're losing some of the intelligence that Smithy had about making sure he was in the right place at the right time. But who knows? Maybe that was the fanatic atmosphere making it look. I think bad. actually one interesting thing that will happen from this is that I feel like people didn't really talk too much about X Smithy on TL in the past, and it was kind of hard to tell, you know, what impact he had on that team and how good of a jungler he is. And I feel like more than anything, this season will be an interesting place to reveal who X Smithy is as a player because. We'll be able to learn a lot about how TL can succeed without him. So, like, if, if for instance, TL struggles a lot, it might be a world where, like, oh, wow, Smithy was a lot better than people gave him credit for. And also, now he's going to be on this brand new team. So, how much will be he be able to help carry uh, or make that team succeed? So, I'm, I'm actually interested to see what X Smithy's like, story looks like next year. I feel year. like no matter what, it's not going to be that, that great of an upside for Smithy. 
Yeah. Because no matter what, he's not going to be on it. I'm pretty sure no matter what, he's not going to be on it. Yeah. So like, even if he, he plays well, I just feel like it's kind of handicapped. Plus, He's not. He hasn't been a flashy player in quite some time, aside for like Baron situations. So I just, I just don't see how this is a good personal branding type move for for Smithy. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Graphic Truth. Is there anything else that you want to say before we say goodbye? No, that's it. Thank you. Have a good one. And Emily, thank you so much for calling in. Are are should we have yeah. you stick around? Do you want to talk about? Why anything are you booting else? her out? Huh? She could. Stay I mean, you can. I can hang. Okay. I have, I have more lukewarm opinions. I well, guess. I need I needed to do a quick break, Mark, and then uh, should we talk about the format stuff after? Because maybe what we can do is I can I can bring up some of the stuff I've heard about format changes, and then we can also p- see if anybody wants to have a take on what those format changes are and if they think that they're good or not. Okay. Okay. So either way, we'll take a quick break. A quick break to talk about Alienware, our sponsor. So actually, I've got two cool things for you guys to talk or for you guys to to notice or hear about when it comes to Alienware. Both of them are uh, opportunities for you to get free stuff. So the first one is I'm actually doing a giveaway right now with Alienware and Nvidia. You can win a Alienware uh, monitor, a 25 inch, 240 hertz G-Sync monitor. I put a tweet up a short time ago or a couple days ago. It's just literally the simplest thing in the world. If you have a Twitter account, retweet and follow and enter. Uh, there are some, I've tweeted below the regions that are eligible to enter. Um, but I put that link in the, the Twitch chat and I'll try to put it into the YouTube uh, description as well. So just, there's a chance to win a monitor. The other thing is Alienware is currently running a, through Alienware arena, a giveaway for up to four. M15 notebooks uh, that are all-star branded. And I believe that that is still going through for the next week. I'm going to put a link to their uh, information. I think it's, oh, here, let me actually, hang on. No, let me just check the link really quickly. Should be this one. Either way, you can win a uh, Alienware M15. This is the same thing that Broden and I use. It's a beautiful machine. They gave some of these away at Worlds. I put the link in the chat. It's bit.ly slash Alienware Allstars. Uh, but that'll also be in the YouTube uh, description as well. Let me see if I can actually show this on screen um, because it's pretty cool. They did a, they've did done a couple of these wraps now um, during events, so you can get something that feels really unique to the event. There you go. You can see it on screen. It looks kind of nice, right? Allstars skinned M15 laptop. Looks fantastic. So go ahead and uh, go check that out. It's actually really helpful for me. If you do, if you go there, bit.ly slash Alienware Allstars, the link is in the Twitch chat, go sign up. And it is eligible for some countries outside of North America as well. So I know in the past, sometimes, you know, the giveaways we've done uh, or that I've helped promote are North America only. This one is open to some more folks. So a huge chance or really cool if uh, you guys go check it out and a pretty good chance to win one, I think, since they're giving away multiple. Either way, thank you so much to Alienware for their support of the show. Uh, and uh, hope we get to promote them a ton next year as well. Into the next call. So, Mark, should we? Do we have a format call, or should I just start talking now? Not really. You should just start talking. Okay. So here is. So this is why. So I'm going to excuse Emily and Mark from having any response to this whatsoever, because both of the companies they work for, uh, and I, obviously Mark is a contractor over there, but. 
since he's on the broadcast, he might be aware of this. Because the format changes I'm talking about uh, that I've heard are happening are not like a best of three type of format change, but instead what I've heard is that they are going to be moving to a three-day broadcast schedule so that uh, what you will have are some games that are uh, broadcast on Saturday, some that are broadcast on Sunday, and some that are broadcast on Monday night. And that supposedly ESPN is somehow involved with the Monday night games. I don't know if they're being broadcast on ESPN or uh, like exclusive through an ESPN website or something, or if it's just like an ESPN branding. Uh, but the, the terrible news about all this and why I'm so against it is that we will have to move Hotline League if these changes go through because we will not be able to do it on Monday nights anymore. We should just cancel or, it. Or we could stream against them because that what I've heard is it's supposed to be like a game of the week deal. So we could just be like, no, fuck you, right? You don't, you don't come into our territory. We are going to stream against you and you're going to lose viewership because you decided to take our time slot. Or we do what we did with, with uh, Primetime League or uh, Grizzly Talk Show is we try and catch the ass end of the broadcast people who have nowhere to go. When it's oh, today. that might be a good idea. Uh, actually, that could be... Well, the only problem is I wonder when they're going to be brought... Like, when they're... what I don't know yeah. the timing, so... And if I'm on AD, because that was a pretty brutal turnaround that didn't really, like, do the point of it taking, like, 30 minutes to get home. And then... You know, we're not exactly catching the live yeah. stuff right away. I should have talked to you before we did this uh, show and asked you if you had heard about this because then, <laughs> then I could. I now you're speculating as to whether or not you're going to be able to do it or whatever. I'm like kind of curious, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should have brought it up before. Either way, uh, well, I wasn't um, sure. I wasn't sure I if I was thoughts. gonna if we were going to talk about this on the show, but then I saw a bunch of people in the chat asking about the format changes and if I'd heard anything. So. Anyway, I so I think, look, all this is theoretical. This is a, the rumor that is going around right now, we should say. Um, and uh, Emily, if, feel free to take off if this calls and the show is going in a direction you did not anticipate before you ended up on it. But uh, It is. I honestly had not heard this whatsoever. Okay, great. Like, uh, so, which is kind of funny because you think I would have, but apparently. But now you're free to speculate. I live in, I live in a cave. Anything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well. And I just pay attention to like LPL roster rumors yeah. on Weibo. So prior to this weekend or the Vegas trip, I could have engaged in uninformed speculation. Okay. But now I can no longer okay, do that. So you've heard some stuff. Okay. Well, regardless, yeah. uh, how do you want to do this, Mark? Because we we can take calls, and then I guess you can just be quiet during all of it, or you could just talk theoretically on if these changes went through or something. Um, or we could just not take any calls if this is too awkward for you. Yeah, I mean, there's a... <laughs> I want to be able to talk about it, but I probably shouldn't, because there's a pretty big part of the three-day schedule that you didn't really hit on when you were... A, theor down, a theoretical also, three-day schedule, we should say. Uh, I'm learning so much about the theoretical three-day schedule. I'm saying, based, I'm saying what you said, Travis, was missing a pretty big okay. thing that I had heard about. Yes. So that's what I was saying. Well, I guess I should also say I've really heard that Academy is going to be kind of mixed in to this, but that the Academy games will be on a different channel. So, I mean, I don't have all the info. Yeah, I mean, I don't either because this is just like no one. I don't really get briefed on a lot of this stuff. It's more like people around me are talking, and I just kind of listen. Sure, sure. Me too. Um, That's actually I what I do. People are just talking around me, and I just listen. Um, uh, 
So, well, but yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to add. Should we take any calls? Anything, and I, I can just talk about it. If you take calls, yeah, yeah, you can. I can leave. Call, call it don't, off. Don't night, leave. Just bring the cat and just pet the cat while I talk about it. It'll be great. And then Emily, Emily, and I can speculate as to. Did you see what's uh, going I, pro- on? I mean, I probably shouldn't. What do you mean? I don't know if my. I like, will single handedly talk to yeah, the guests. You, you got this. I got Travis, this. This is my you. moment to shine. I, like, I am totally blindsided. I am, no I am so used to. <laughs> now we're just mostly zooming in on your girlfriend. There we go. I am mostly. Hey, I, cat, so let me, cat. There we go. There you go. I got, got most for Mostly your girlfriend's feet, which is actually turning this stream into a different situation. <laughs> Good distraction, Mark. You're saving yourself. Uh, you're not on the show anymore. Let's just look at, look at grab one or two calls about it in the chat. If somebody wants to put something in the subtopics or the the pleb topics chat, uh, I will talk to you if anybody has a strong opinion on whether or not they should move to a three day uh, broadcast or not. Um, but that's how we'll handle it. Emily, how was well, you? Didn't go to why don't you pull, why don't you pull someone for one time if you think it's so interesting? Fine, but you have to go do the <laughs> I don't know, I don't you have know. to go do the chat with them. Or, or like the, the mic check. Yeah, yeah, I'll also mic check them. But you pull the one that you think is the most interesting one because I don't know okay. what you're gonna find. Um, I will. I'll move. I'll move one person yeah. into the waiting room. Bow tie. Last time you guys saw him, did, did he always have this no. bow tie? He's very cute. Bow tie. I've never seen the bow tie before. Okay, we're pulling. I've pulled two people into. One of them is anti, and one of them is for it. Uh, Jade, actually, I can't pull you because you're not in either of the call. You didn't pull anyone into the waiting room. I did. Stan, <laughs> Stan Bright Stan is Bright. in the waiting room. Oh. Okay. And then we're going so and then Jade just needs to get into one of the calls or the like the waiting rooms or whatever the pleb calls or the sub calls or whatever so that I can pull. All right, I'm going to go pull someone else until then. How okay. about that? Cool. Go for it. Emily, how why didn't you go to All-Stars? Um I you know, All Stars is just uh, Vegas is not my thing. Um, not just because of my personality, which is incredibly boring, as you know, but um, it's also because this is gonna sound really stupid, but I have a very hard time breathing when I'm there. Oh yeah, because of all the smoke. Because of all the like, yeah. yeah. So like, I have like really bad lung issues, as you also know. Yeah. So being in Vegas is just really like, honestly, like bad for my health. I hate to sound like super like meh. I'm like, I'm a princess. I can't handle Vegas. But yeah, I like always come home with like a really bad cough and feel really sick. So it's just not worth for me. Proximate Galaxy. What do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Oh, and so also where you my take from. is basically that. Oh, I'm uh, calling from Montana, Montana again. What do you want to talk about? Or, yeah, what uh, do you want to talk about? Uh, so I want to talk about the fact that Team Liquid is probably going to still be the best team in North America again. I don't think they've got any significant challengers. And to me, I reluctantly make this point because I was coming into this year hope, hoping that someone would be able to overthrow them, but none of the roster moves to me are enough to overtake. Gotcha. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit with the from the other side on the TSM situation, but uh, Emily, I'll throw to you first. What do you want to... Or what do you think of the team liquid situation do you think they, they'll stay on top i mean i think uh i kind of agree with what mark said earlier actually where um regardless of the broxa x smithy change even if they're pretty rough looking in the beginning i also think that tl um is going to be the 
the strongest team in North America, just based on their roster, which is like a very, again, like very boring take to have. Uh, the only exception would be that if TSM miraculously hit the like synergy jackpot with Dardock somehow, and that team just like ends up being absolutely insane out of nowhere. Uh, that's the only team like on paper looking at just so just looking at the rosters on paper that you could see that I can see in in my mind really challenging TL right. for for the actual split title. Um, that's not to say that other teams won't do well during the regular season or we might have some upsets going into playoffs. But like when, when it comes down to it in the finals, winning spring split, I still think it's going to be TL. The, the only other team I throw in there potentially would be um, C9 just because they were pretty close before. Mm. Um, and if, if Sven has a good uh, split or year or whatever, and their top side in Blabber is actually as good as, you know, or like close to what Sven was, maybe they can pull it off if, if Broxa and TL isn't quite as hot. I'm basically looking at Summer and being like, okay, imagine that again, but TL isn't quite as good and C9 is just about as good. Maybe they mm-hmm. can win that series. But that's that still feels like a long shot because... C9 is actually changing out more than TL is. And I would say those changes are much more substantial uh, in terms of like what their knock-on effects will be than I think Brox or Smithy would be. So it, it does still feel like a super long shot. It's also yeah. a pretty interesting position for Sven, right? Because this is really the first time that we've seen him in the, like not with a uh, experienced, uh, more experienced support. And right. I actually, I actually love Vulcan. I think yeah. he's incredibly talented. I like really want to see him succeed. Um, I'm happy he got picked up for this team specifically, and I'm really curious to see how their lane goes. Uh, but one of the reasons is because I think this is Sven's chance to kind of be the veteran in the lane as opposed to someone who's either an equal or someone who's being brought up by a more experienced support like he was with Mithy when he was back when he was Niels. So. Uh, Approximate Galaxy, yeah. you were going to say something. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say to the point on C9 maybe being able to challenge for the title, I think that kind of overlooks evil geniuses, because their roster, to me, is a lot more similar, at least in the main shot-calling roles, to what C9 was in 2019. Uh, because you have Svensk, Garen, and Zazel, who were both huge voices for Cloud9, going into EG. So I think EG is actually going to look more like Cloud9 from 2019 than Cloud9 in 2020 is going to. And... I'm actually super interested to see how they end up playing out because I think uh, while I did call in last week to say like I'm a big Sneaky stan, but I do think Bang is a better AD carry than Sneaky if given the opportunity to shine. And I think it's all going to come down to how Jizuke uh, performs for that team because I think they might, they to me have the best chance of challenging for that title. Uh... I kind of disagree about them looking like C9 because the when I think of C9 from 2019, I think two really, really aggressive solo laners with a jungler mostly playing towards them and a bot lane that's good about playing kind of the weak side. And I have such lo- lower confidence in Kumo than I do in Licorice to do that. And Yuzuki is a bit of a, a coin flip to me because... Yeah, he looked really great at Worlds that one time, but then he wasn't that great last year, from my understanding. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Um, so, like, I don't think he'll be Niski, and I don't think Kumo will be Licorice. And then by that point, you're not really C9. <laughs> just because you have, like, similar shot-calling and mid-late game, like, you can't just assume you're going to get there. Because, I mean, like, Kumo is, is good, and I don't want to, like, rag on this guy, and I hope I'm wrong, but well, he's a from what I saw... A really big rookie, right? So... 
Well, he's a rookie, uh, and unlike Licorice, everyone with eyes who watched Academy was like, Licorice is going to be amazing. He's going to be good. And it was only a question mm-hmm. of when. And it turned out right away. Um, Kumo is good, but I, I haven't heard from people in the scene and from my own eyeball tests anywhere close to the same level of like, just wait for this kid to get to me. Kind of, kind, kind of hype. I, I don't know if Emily uh, has, has a, a different thoughts on Kumo, but I would say I'm probably in the pessimistic Kumo camp. I think the big question for me on this team is Chizuke, only because, not because he's not good, uh, but because he is kind of inconsistent um, based on this past year. Uh, he has some really high highs, and then he looks not as great on either certain picks or just generally at certain points last year, um, which to me is a problem on a new lineup uh, if you're relying on your mid laner to be like really, really super stable. The most stable part of this team, or like boring part, I guess, is the bot lane because they will be able to play weak side um, if you want them yeah. to. And that's really what Bang is used to. Um, and I think he and Zazel probably have similar ideas about how they want to play lane, which is kind of just like, be safe, scale up for team fights, maybe take a few trades here and there, but you're not expecting them to be, you know, this like super explosive resource heavy <clears throat> bot lane. Uh, so then, yeah, you do have to look at topside. And I, for Kumo, he's one of those players that I've wanted to see on a team. Like, I, I was like, yes, like, please give this guy a chance because he's good. Um, I don't have the same, he does, he definitely doesn't have the same hype around him as Licorice or some other players that have come out of Academy. Um, so then you look at Sven Skarin and you want to see if maybe he's either A, going to be playing to mid, while both side lanes kind of take a more, like, uh, a safer approach, or if he himself is going to be more of, like, a carry force on that team, which could be really interesting, like, from my perspective, because I love watching carry junglers, and we know Sven Skarin is capable of that. Um, but it also means that I really don't know how this team is going to play, except for the fact that I'm pretty sure I know how the bot lane is going to play. Yeah, I don't know. I I I want to say I want EG to do well because I'm really excited about the brand and the tech that they're taking. I mean, I've talked about this a lot on the show before, but uh, I do worry that they maybe just weren't able to, after making some big plays with the C9 acquisition, really fill in the the gaps with all stars. I mean, they or with all star players. Uh, I think that they unfortunately were playing from behind coming in, and they talked about this in the interview that I did with them, like they had nothing right because they acquired the echo fox slot and the echo fox had dropped all their contracts and players so they didn't have that not that doesn't mean that it wasn't just that they didn't have players they could slot into the roster but it also made it difficult because they didn't have players they could trade for so all they could do is like literally throw cash at people and sometimes other teams you know want to do trades right like the tsm situation is a great example of that where we saw tsm and clg swap their supports and eg didn't even have that so i just I, I want to believe that EG can be a true contender, but I think it's a bit of a long shot. I think part of that is just because they weren't able to probably put together the, the full roster that they wanted to. One thing I do want to shout out uh, for EG, though, that could turn this lineup around if you're not looking at players, is I really like the pickups of Artemis and Empire. 
um, from the clutch sure. dig staff. Uh, I really uh, I have a lot of respect for both of them, and I think they're both really good at what they do. So um, I know actually less about Irian, other than the fact that people who've worked with him tend to like him a lot. But other than that, I don't really have an opinion on him. But uh, for Artemis and, and Empire, I like both of those guys, and I think they're both really intelligent about the game. I will say also, from my understanding of how both those went down between CLG and Irian and uh, uh, Dig and Artemis, both those were more like, I have a better opportunity here than like CLG wasn't happy and someone got sloppy second. That yeah. sometimes happen with coaching staffs. Like, yeah, uh, I heard Irene left CLG. They wanted him, but he left. Yeah, exactly. And same with, with Artemis being like, I have a, I have a, I'm going to like this more. Great. That's a good point, Emily. I hadn't even thought about that. Either way, Proximate Galaxy, thank you so much for the call. Is there anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Oh, I just kind of wanted to summarize to say that, like, a big problem I have is, like, looking through these teams, you know, there's, for each team, there's a couple names that stand out, but there's enough weak chain, weak links in each chain that I think is going to just crumble to Team Liquid. But I, I'm really pessimistic about this year, unfortunately. I don't think there's going to be much shakeup in the power rankings. Like, EG will probably throw something in there. Uh, Dig might do something. But overall, I think we're going to see basically the same power rankings we did last year. No, and that's similar. I agree with you. I, I kind of, I enjoyed the offseason. It was fun to sort of see the mix-ups, but there's no team that I'm like, that that's the fucking team. Look at that. You know, like, look, they brought Faker over. That's incredible. Either way, thanks so much, <laughs> thanks so much Proximate Galaxy, for the call. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. Uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out to the sponsors, and hope you guys have a good day. Have a good one. All right. Mark, do you want to take our format calls yet, or do you want to do one more, and then we'll... Uh, this would be saving the format calls for last, because I'm not going to pull anyone else. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, it's your show, champ. You know, I'll do whatever you want. I, I respect you as a co-host. Yeah, I respect you as a co-host. And I, Let's... And I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to air our dirty laundry. You know. <laughs> so. Thank you. Wait, are you are you gonna go get I somebody? Haven't paid paid me in forever. Are you gonna do <laughs> slow? Yeah, you know why I haven't? I okay. Mark just left the channel, so he dropped that. I haven't paid Mark in forever because he hasn't invoiced me forever since I I've been begging him to invoice me. As, as you watch many of these shows, uh, or if anybody that watches many of these shows will know, pain they asked to get him to invoice me. And I need him to do it before the end of the year. Mark, I need you to invoice me before the end of the year for tax purposes. God. We keep a spreadsheet. <laughs> I actually still have a spreadsheet from when I had to do that for as a freelancer of every single thing I wrote or filmed this Mark, year. Mark, do you keep a spreadsheet? I keep a Google Mail. And I search W2s and W4s and invoices. <laughs> e, how do I pronounce your name? Isan. Isan? Yes. Isan, where are you calling from? Calling from Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo, Japan. This is sick. I love. This is great. I'm so happy we have a, a Tokyo, Japan caller. I, I normally can't call in because this is literally like 2 in the afternoon, but I happen to have the right i happen to be off at this time right now so lucky well congratulations what do you want to talk about to a chat already so stuff what do you want so to talk I was, about so uh my topic was i was gonna say that like i think all stars is like i myself uh, go to preface this by saying i like like i myself enjoy watching all stars however 
it's largely meaningless, and in its current form, they probably shouldn't hold it. Okay, why do you think it's meaningless and they shouldn't hold it? Uh, well, so I think it's pretty telling. I mean, I, I don't know why they did this. I mean, I haven't, like, paid that much attention, but I know, like, like for instance, Double Lift declined to go to All-Stars, and I believe Bjergsen did too. Well, Double Lift was very busy. Okay. Like, I, I don't that? know the reasons. I'm being sarcastic. Like I said, I don't know he the went, reasons he, why. He was at, he was at All-Stars. He was, he was clubbing, so he was not he busy. He was busy in the club. Yeah, he just wasn't part of the event. There's the fix right there. Host All-Stars and a club. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, yeah, so... I think that fun, I think that like the funds they use to hold all stars, given that like I mean obviously people don't really take it seriously, the funds used to hold all stars might probably just be better spent somewhere else, like maybe hold another like I guess quote unquote serious tournament. Okay, here I have this is I was just thinking about this because today I tweeted this picture of the 2013 all stars lineup with Scara instead of each of the players. I'm ready to say this. Fuck MSI. Fuck All-Stars. Let's bring it back to 2013. Replace MSI with what All-Stars used to be, which was halfway through the season. You vote on players. You you send five different players. They create one team, the North American team. They play in a serious style tournament halfway through the year. And then you you go on to Summer Split. And maybe you do something fun in the off season that's kind of like a party or an award show or something like that as a off off season product, but bring us back. Twitch chat is all saying no, and some are saying yes. I'm gonna tell you right now: the people that are saying yes in the Twitch chat are the people with the no. high IQs. The people who are saying no, no, they don't. They don't. They struggle. All right, they well, they struggle to get no. through the world. Well, I disagree with this take. I hate this take. Why? <laughs> We don't have enough good international competitions, and you're like, "Well, yeah. we have two, so why is don't MSI, we is MSI a good the international only competition?" Other one we have. It's the second best, and technically, you would be replacing it with another second best, but it would be so much worse than the current second best. I just feel like so many people are down on MSI. Like, do people actually get hyped for MSI? Wait, really? Wait, what? People like MSI. I love MSI. All right. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. Dude, I'm, I'm with you that like MSI has its problems. Uh, I think it's it shouldn't be used for seeding worlds and stuff like this about like like the way it currently is because I think it's actually some of the splice guys are talking about this. They're like based off our achievements this this worlds like we would have gotten out of MSI, uh, and that's true. It, it, it's true, true. Like it's actually not that hard to get out of MSI. You basically just need to be better than than um one team from the LMS and then you know the other four are going to get out it's the other three regions right for North America that's the, that's the concern or I guess Europe too but they haven't been threatened of not getting out for quite some time like it's not really competitive enough in the group stage in my opinion mm -hmm. um, but I'd still rather have that complaint and then get best of fives from the best regions at the midpoint of the season than not and instead get this fucked up tournament that Travis was in Everyone loved Same. the 2013 All-Stars. It was universally loved. It was because universally of, loved because MSI didn't exist yet. Well, and also we, like, it was in the infancy of 
LCS, right, in, in both regions. And so we had just come off of a year of basically like international tournaments because we had uh, European and NA teams in 2012 over in Korea competing in champions. So, I mean, I don't think we knew what the landscape was going to look like and how separate everything would become uh, and how few opportunities we would get to see teams compete with each other internationally and also the the difference uh, between the competitiveness is from region to region. Here's the thing. I don't think we really knew that yet. It was, okay. So that's important context. Let me, let me pitch you on something, all right? Let me pitch you guys. <laughs> go, Travis, go. Would you go like to here. see what a team would be like that has Licorice, Svenskaren, Bjergsen, Doublelift, and Core JJ on it? Doesn't that sound like a fun team to watch and see how they do? Yes. Does it come at the cost of our second one of only two international competitions that we have? The people in the chat that are saying no right now to that are just lying. Because actually, oh, that's like, who would not <laughs> no, want to see that? They're saying no because you didn't ask the question properly. Yeah, you didn't, they're, they're saying no to like what you're giving up in yeah, exchange like, for seeing you, that team compete one time. Do you like free money? <laughs> then just sign up here, and I will totally not explain the fact that it's going to have this insane loan uh, interest attached to it. T ideas sound great if you cut out all the downsides of them, Travis. One thing I know that people do have really strong opinions on whether they like or dislike uh, is um, Rift Rivals. And I think if you wanted to see yeah. a shuffle of teams, you could potentially work it into that because and and see like have those teams compete in like a semi-serious tournament um instead of what we have now which is NAEU is obviously incredibly european sided and the only like super competitive like if if uh for people who haven't watched it like um LPL, LCK, LMS is actually, or LMS will be no more this coming year, but like the LPL, LCK one is like insanely competitive between those so, teams. So like, sorry, Emily, seriously. Emily, what are you suggesting? Are you saying we pit Rift Rivals where All-Stars is? I'm saying if you're gonna kill something, don't kill MSI, look at Rift Rivals instead. You're if saying you kill Rift Rivals do, and like, pit my All-Stars idea there. Experimental, yeah. yeah, yeah I think like the... if you want to do like the experimental team, do it with Rift Rivals. The problem is then you're doing like then you have all the problems with rift rivals just now with all stars instead where like it's this weird thing suddenly we're taking a break in the middle of summer split to do this like random ass event where people aren't even on the same rosters that they're trying to qualify to worlds with like that i think that i think is even a bigger stretch because i just i can't imagine you like all right it's week four or week five of the summer split now we're going to create this weird ass team that doesn't have time to scrim with each other that's going to I think it's it's not. Uh, yeah, I, I no. I, I mean I, that is an excellent point, but uh, I mean I and I also agree with what Mark said about MSI is seeded too heavily for a tournament that's basically one team per region, right? Um, because that it just there's so many things that can happen, especially when the group stage is best of ones. Um, but I don't want to kill off. 
Like we already have so few international events. Like if it were up to me, I would like just ax the entire spring split and do like a circuit. So I mean, I agree with that's that. Like where I'm coming. I agree with that. Yeah. I would love to see a different, like a tournament style. Like I don't even think international, but tournament. Now we're way off topic, but a tournament style event take place in. What if you do it the other way? You kill summer and you use <laughs> spring as a domestic ramp up period to a open. Nah, this is fucking terrible. What if we make Worlds summer split? And spring (laughs) split qualifies you into Worlds, which is a four-month-long tournament with a... Finally, everyone can have their double elimination group stage Worlds. It'll be sick. What if we just redid everything to be like Alita Battle Angel? What if we got rid of... This this conversation went... What if Worlds was just all year long? Back to the original caller's <laughs> topic. Why is our uh, guest more professional than Travis? I, I know. Um, I think that uh, this is a thing that Riot and like literally every traditional sport honestly struggles with how to do an all-star event. Um, and it's taken years for them to figure out how to do said all-star events and even the ones in place might not be the ones that people want, so this discussion isn't uh, even limited to League of Legends. It happens across multiple things because it's a really difficult thing to schedule, especially when, like, I can't stress how freaking long the League of Legends competitive yeah. year is. It's way is. too long. We've talked about this a lot. Starting in the middle of January and ending, and it's, it gets longer every year. Every year, it's yeah. one week longer. It used to end before Halloween. Then it started ending on Halloween. Then it started ending the week after Halloween. Now it starts or it ends two weeks after Halloween. It's really annoying. I'm going to be really frustrated whenever I'm watching the World Finals on Christmas Day in four years. Anyway, Isan, remind me what your topic was because I literally do not remember anymore. <laughs> my topic was... Wow, my topic was uh, that, oh. like... All stars should not in all stars in its current form should not be held as like as it is, yeah. and the the funds would be better spent doing something else that's more meaningful competitively. I guess. What would you like to see instead? Because here's the problem: you you have to put this in during the off season when there's a bunch of roster shuffling happening and all that. Or are you just saying we just don't do anything in the off season and we have some other event before then? Uh, I think I think what you said is true about the year already being crazy long, and it's probably too hard on the players to kind of cram in another serious event. But uh, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the idea of maybe dropping maybe dropping riff rivals, yeah, and doing something a little more meaningful there. Well, I mean, there's also the the possibility of you know changing what all-stars currently is without huge changes elsewhere like you can still have it like you could uh, you could do that too i agree yeah like like vote five players in for the region um but and you know keep some of the fun game modes but put a couple more of the like i think there was only a single game that had all pros in it i think and that was like normal there might have been an all pro earth mode but then like tandem and their influencers in them and stuff what if you I think maybe what if you do upping... four pro you vote four pros in and one influencer and they have to make a team 
And then the four pros have to carry the influencer and figure out, you know, maybe they have to play off off roles or something. Well, you still don't want to over incentivize like taking it try hard. So that that was the problem before. Right, like, I remember. You know, so like I understand not wanting to make it super try hard so the pros don't feel stressed out about it. But like if you could find a good combination of like still pros playing somewhat serious on occasion over the course of the weekend with the fun stuff. Jack Jack can call in, by the way. Jack says he's been blackballed. He's just using that as an excuse because he doesn't want to call in. In Twitch chat, he says he's been blackballed. He's, he's been spamming about wanting um, the three majors, one like international kind of setup that Dota 2 has, which I, I like. If you had like really fast I would like seasons. That. Yeah, you have like five or six week seasons for the LCS that seed into a quick tor quicker tournament leading up to Worlds over the course of the, the eight months or something. Yeah. I like that. All right, Isan, anything you want to say to the chat before we, or at the end of this call? Uh, not really. Shout out to Alienware for sponsoring you, because you're, because uh, I'm a big fan of what you do. Thank you. It's good <clears throat> and, to hear someone. Uh, that's with. about it. Have a good one. Right. Thank you for having me. Travis, can you say the sentence, don't you even think about calling in, kid? If Jack says don't that I've told him, don't you even think about calling in, kid. That's something I've never said. I was just trying to see how it would sound coming out of your mouth. I want can you say it like aggressively like you're mad at someone? <laughs> don't you even think about calling in, kid. That'd be better? Doesn't sound doesn't sound like something you'd say. It's too Wow. It's not angry enough. We lost one of our format callers because we because we took cool. too long to pull him. What a, what a loss. But who Who is... Uh, who's... Okay, Mark already left. What mic is this? It is a Shure SM7B. Jade, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, remind me where you're calling from. I am from Toronto. Toronto. And what do you want to talk about on the show? This is, I think, where Mark... Here, Mark, I've got you. All right, hang on. Let me. Uh, Can I just leave? No, no, no. What if I? I just... Boom. There we go. Problem solved. Jade, what do you want to talk about on the show? What did you do to me? Um, you pulled me to talk about how they should mix up the LCS format, like number of days. Yes. Well, I I because... pulled to be clear. I pulled somebody for both sides, and I'm curious. So I'm curious. So you're saying they shouldn't? Oh, so now I get unopposed. So I win. Yeah, yeah. Um, the current format's terrible. It's like Saturday and Sunday are the most busy times of year and then um or of the week and it's like i don't want to spend my saturday afternoon watching lcs but like i'd love to watch a good match on tuesday or wednesday or any day other than that you know what i mean so sorry are you saying like, they should I'd do like, two days but not on the weekend they should just not have five games in a row of of like, like you don't care about four of the teams so you only care about two games for the day so you're gonna wait you're gonna watch five hours of broadcast to catch those two those two days so and and whereas if you had like three or four days put something on a tuesday or a wednesday and just had like one game or like even like one best of three or best of five on tuesday and it's just that and it'd be actually interesting because right now it's like other than you don't even care because it's one point even if it's like oh it is tsm versus liquid or whatever it's like okay liquid one boring like we probably thought that was going to happen that's the last time they'll see each other for nine days and we missed there's so many matchups in in league not just at the lcs level but all the way up 
that are like we never get to see and it's like what you were talking with international um we we see you know liquid gets stomped by someone cloud nine sneaks in and gets stomped by someone and that's the end of it we don't get to see all these matchups that could exist and we don't get to see best of fives during the lcs season that could exist like we'll only get two or three with teams we care about we'll, we'll watch box and whatever gets stomped and then we'll watch one or two that's good so hi so, chat sorry go ahead mark on a um i was gonna say on a broadcasting level there are like well, oh for off, sure I know, on a I personal know level I, i'm with you like i used to watch you know tnt uh basketball games on thursday nights and i loved it it was a great like just i'm time lot like sync on a thursday where nothing else is really going on and so I, I kind of get it from that angle about just if you put them more throughout the week, you know, maybe a not interesting game suddenly is something people are willing to watch because it's Wednesday night. There's not really that many esports going on because everything goes on, on the weekends. So you're like, fine, I'll watch. Um, what I will say is with how broadcasting on Twitch works, the optimal way to handle viewership on Twitch is to build it up. And then let it ride. And that's why most streamers, you know, do these longer five yeah, plus minimum hour streams and that's why i think riot does it some of that way too is because if you put this team liquid tsm game that you're saying that you care about on people might join a little bit earlier and watch some games that they might not otherwise care about and then even after it's over they're already here maybe they'll stick around or if they don't maybe they leave their computer on they fuck off uh but just getting those initial eyeballs is a really big deal uh and shorter broadcasts typically do worse uh there is a sweet spot you don't want to go on forever um and stuff like that but I think they're, at least from how the the platform of Twitch in live streaming works, there's a case to be made about how it is right now. But I don't think that, you know, I'm down to experiment and try and see, like, what happens if you put two kind of poopy teams on a Wednesday? Does anyone watch, you know? I, I used to watch, um, like, every game kind of, and then... It's been homogenizing down where they got they got extra teams and it's only on two days and it's now because there's so little content in that like five hour spell, it, it does reach another tipping point where you just don't watch it. And that's what I do now. I don't I'll occasionally catch it or watch a specific game, but I think they're actually losing because I, I stream and I know you get that build up over time. But if you're not interesting, you get a, a more ethereal, harder to, to yep. catch thing. And I think that. Um, LCS is really in danger of losing fans and interest because so much of it is boring and pointless. Um, there's so few team matches you want to see. And like even a best of one, it's like, well, who cares, right? If, if TSM's down three games, they're not going to make whatever. It's very the same in a row, over and over. And, and they need to mix it up. And they need to mix up international. I loved your idea of reducing the splits to one. That's like perfect. Reduce the splits to one use the extra, like make it a longer one. Because like spring and summer so long, cut them down into one and then use time for international tournaments, get different games in because otherwise people will get boring. So we've had a lot of calls on the show before about changing the split system. So I don't want to get too to off topic I and mean, we can bring it up again on another show, but we're starting to run out of time. But um, the, so you, it sounds like, sorry, let's, let me ask you if you had say four games on Saturday, uh, five games on Sunday and one game on Friday or sorry, one game on Monday. Would you like that system? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I would also like a system just where there are certain times where it's like, oh, I want to watch this. Every week it's the same thing for the whole spring and summer. Um, like back when they had super weeks, it was like, sometimes I was like, oh, I'll just watch super week all day. And it's like, yeah, you wouldn't want that every day, but it would come up and it'd be like this little event and you get to see more games and different games. And I'd like for any given day of the LCS to have anything of note, because right now it doesn't. Yeah, I'm just trying to, to narrow in on the potential format changes for next year. Because the format changes I've heard are they're going to put some games on Monday, so now we'll have a three-day broadcast week. I'm kind of curious if that makes yeah, you more excited or less excited. Um, I think if they're going to spend it out, they should they should take the opportunity to throw in best of threes. Like one best of three a week or one best of five a sure, week. Sure, but that's like just to be clear, that's you know not I mean? uh, what they're planning on on doing i was mostly just trying to, know, to right. have a conversation around That's what they're right. potentially planning on doing if you like it or not i do i i would like i would like just less concentration on the weekend it's like the best plan of the week and like if if the whole if the current lcs was on monday tuesday i'd probably be more likely to watch it other than it's a bit long gotcha. like sports sports is like a tuesday thing like you're not doing anything on tuesday on, on saturday i'm doing stuff Oh, well, it depends on sport, because I mean, like, football is... I, I don't watch sports, so I, I made that up. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Like, it's is LCS worth Saturday? No? Question mark? Yeah. Well, uh, either way, thank you so much for calling in, Jade. Is there anything that you want to say as we move on to the next caller? Yeah, I was in a, a store recently, a high-end mall, and I saw a product that you recommended. And normally, I'm really anti-like advertisement and falling for advertisements. Um, but I was like, I like Travis. He always speaks highly, and I tried it. And let me tell you, Tidy Cats is the <laughs> absolute. I've I've never recommended Tidy so Cats. Good. Nice to me, but I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. No problem. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Good job. You too, bud. We really need to get Tidy Cats as a sponsor because so many people talk about that. I'm I so mean, sad that you couldn't. They never even responded to you, did they? Uh, At this point, I feel like they, they're like, wait, we don't have to do anything and their community won't shut the fuck up now. <laughs> I mean, this is true. This is also very true. I wonder if it's like people like being like, oh man, their fan base is activated. But our fan base is already activated. They don't need to give us money. You guys are too gung ho. Stop! Stop it! <laughs> All right. So I don't see too many people. Every what's interesting is I I was mostly hoping for a call about if people like or dislike the proposed or the rumored format change, which would be some games on Monday night. Uh, mostly it feels like everybody in the pleb topics and subtopics are like, I'm okay with three. But it should be on every weeknight or, you know, instead of on the weekdays. Or I think that it should only be like everybody has, or it should be people, switching to best of threes. Whereas mostly I'm just hoping to talk about if people, maybe people, people don't care if it moves to three days. want to proposed changes, not the ones that are actually happening. Which is, I mean, we I'm, just, just, I'm just now curious as to how many hours I've spent watching LPL thinking about it just in the past year. I like want to calculate that now. That's totally off topic, but the, you, the you this can, topic can, just reminded me. You should guesstimate because do you watch every game? Yes. Uh, so basically, my what I do is I pick which thing interests me more in LPL or LCK when they overlap, 
And then if they don't overlap, I just watch LCK or LPL. And then if it's on the night where they overlap, I choose the game I want to watch. And then I watch VODs later. So you just need to calculate or like guess average like watch time for a game. Yeah. And just basically do how many games a week you watch. Yeah. Just going to be an insane number. <laughs> Especially with, well, LPL specifically, just because they have so many, it's, it's so many yeah, games it's and so crazy. many teams. There's only one night off. All right. Twitch chat. Do you like having the game on Monday? Let's say it's a every week it's a hype. Oh, here we can do a poll. So okay, we're gonna do a poll because uh, there's now a poll functionality built into Twitch. Holy shit! When did that happened. Wait, really? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, okay, here, here we go. So, question: I I... Should LCS broadcast some games on Monday as well? Yes. No. I'm going to turn off subscriber votes count two times and allow voting with bits. We're going to run this for one minute. If you're on desktop, you can do it. If not, you can. Uh... Cool. Whoa, this is cool. Whoa. Yeah. It looks just like. Yeah, I found out there. about it today because nice. a Twitch staff member, uh, my PS, who watches the show um, almost every week, and I don't know if, if he or she is in the chat right now, but they mentioned the slash poll functionality. So um, if you're on desktop like right now, you should see it on above Twitch it chat. That's not how it works, everybody. Yeah, guys, there's a poll. It popped up. Up at the top, <laughs> you can vote. Poll. Yeah, you don't you don't type it in chat. You don't type exclamation point poll. We're all we're all learning. So right now, it looks. I mean, it looks like yes is going to overwhelmingly win uh, at eighty two percent versus eighteen percent. We're mostly hovering around there. So this is fascinating. I oh, there's my PSN chat. Thank you. So this is fascinating. I disagree with the community. I actually feel like it's going to be bad for viewership when you have certain games on Monday night, but I guess we'll have to find out. But I worry about it for the same reasons Mark mentioned, which is that your best ways to collate or collect uh, viewership is by just having one long stream. So if you're sticking one or two games on a Monday night, I feel like that's going to hurt viewership. Um, yeah, it, I'm almost 100% certain it will. They did it before on Friday, and there's the, like, viewer acquisition that needs to happen where people realize like oh shit lcs is on mondays now and that is actually way more difficult than you think it would be like yeah we remind people every day where we're probably going to if this happens hypothetically but in general riot does a good job whenever there's something different of saying it you know in post games at the end of day beginning of day uh and it's still people don't have any clue that stuff is going on sometimes and, and so i would say without a doubt if Monday is just a single game broadcast, and even if it's not, it will be lower than even bad days on Saturday, Sunday. So, as well as the fact that just generally, I feel like weekend people, yeah, you, you, some people prioritize other things, but at least that's an option. Whereas compared to in the middle of the week, it's not. You have school and work. You just, you can't even choose. You just can't do it sometimes. Whereas when it's on the weekend, yeah, I'd rather go watch a movie. I'd rather go hang out with my friends, but at least you're deciding between. So, date. I'm I'm very curious what happens. Yeah, I, I I'm also very curious. I don't know what to what extent ESPN is involved in this. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be an exclusive broadcast partner or whatever. But seemingly, if they're somehow if the Monday night is somehow branded with ESPN branding, it obviously tells me that this this there's a, like a sales or sponsorship factor attached to this, right? Because ESPN would be buying buying broadcast rights or naming rights or something like that. And, uh, and pot, I don't know, maybe they're putting it on TV, but I'd be surprised. Um, so 
Uh, but I, I think what's what could be happening is maybe it's going on. Uh, actually, I don't know if we have anybody in chat uh, who's gotten Disney Plus, but has the ESPN broad like what is the ESPN stream that broadcasts League of Games? Has that been rolled into Disney Plus? It would just be very interesting to me if. Um, oh, ESPN Plus. Thank you. Yeah. So if if this is somehow exclusive to ESPN Plus, or they're promoting ESPN Plus with it, or something like that, I I think that that would be. I don't know. I would just be sad if we're losing viewership to take money from ESPN, which I have no idea if that's what's happening. I'm just worried that knowing that somehow, presumably, ESPN is attached to the Monday night thing, it's it's interesting. So I'm worried about it. Somebody says, is this a proposed uh, change for LEC as well? I don't believe so. Random other note, people who love best of threes say it was so good. Not for viewership. Factually, not good for Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, I love I loved Best of Threes, uh, but I know why they won't bring them back for NA. Probably and like some good old 10k games between Renegades and whoever else you know. Yeah, actually, Jack makes a really good point in that they also had concurrent streams, which more than Best of Threes, I think concurrent streams is something that they'll never do again. Yeah, but I think. Even if you don't split the streams, if you put two dog shit games on <laughs> Tuesday night because no one cares, and so you have two best of threes between two dog shit teams on a night where, like, you know, you have school and work and stuff, I bet that also gets 15K. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing... Maybe not, but I, I would be concerned. Because you also... You, there's so much else that goes on into running the broadcast, too. That means you're paying for camera ops and these people to come in extra days. You're starting to pay talent for extra days like the costs increase exponentially and then you have to you're doing that for lower returns as you spread it out more like it's it becomes a bit of a nightmare yeah i think i mean i know a lot of people compare it to lck and more specifically lpl which i would say is probably the healthiest league in terms of viewership but there's a lot of things like, and I obviously big LPL fan and proponent. Um, there are a lot of things you can't take from the LPL because their viewership is so large to begin with because there's yeah. so many people in China. Um, so I feel like uh, if people are are looking at LP, uh, L LCK also, but like more specifically LPL and being like, oh, well, they do weekly games and, you know, people show up. Um, even the bottom tier teams have fans that will show up every week to watch these games. I think the thing you have to remember is that A, there's just so many more people um, that are watching League of Legends and B, League of Legends in terms of how it's viewed in China is a lot more of like a pretty much a traditional sport in terms of how it's accepted by people and how popular it is. Yeah. So, Yeah. I don't know. LPL does not have 20 teams next season. They're working their way up to 20 They'll teams. They'll have 18, so. right? I think they're expanding from 16 to 18. Yeah, they're they're expanding from 16 to 18. And then by the end of the year, they'll have... Yeah. Well, They've basically been adding two teams until they get to 20. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to say... There was a now that the show now that we've gone far enough deep in the show I can actually bring this up without it being at the start of the show. 
uh, and having a bunch of people shit on me for bringing it up. There was a Reddit thread on Wednesday, I believe it was. That was at, I think either at the top at one oh, point in time. We hate you? What's that? Yeah, that was just like, Travis Gafford doesn't know how to interview. I just want to celebrate the fact that even though that thread was shitting on me, I currently command the top two spots on the League of Legends subreddit. One of the interviews has over 10,000 likes, or 10,000 upvotes. So, suck it, Reddit. You're stuck with me. Maybe I suck at interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? You're still oh gonna have God. to upvote my content. All right? My, Can't get rid just, of me. Just lean into the whole. Just lean into the whole privilege. I was here first. Thing. Super <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard. It's like my I was here first. Deep. Good try, Reddit. No one can contest <laughs> me. Travis Gafford Industries, this massive empire, the money and influence we wield to get our, these interviews, access to these people, while providing mediocre, subpar, terrible interviews. Literally, I don't know how to. Is based off of what that Reddit thread said. You literally cannot interview. By the way, now you should take it as a challenge and see how bad your interviews can, skills can get while still having a stranglehold, while still being the greatest league. Listen, interviewer. Rick, thanks so much for coming to my hotel room today for this interview. I got to tell you, this is going to be a shit interview because I have to show Reddit how bad I could be. So this interview that you're taking time for, Mr. Fox, uh, unfortunately, I'm just going to sit there and stare at you most of it uh, just to make it as uncomfortable Can as we possible. record bad ones? What happened? You never put that vlog one where I was vlogging your camera. Yeah, that one was pretty. Remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that. I think I gave you the link to it. <laughs> oh, did you? Maybe I didn't post because it was so bad. <laughs> but now is the perfect time to post it because people hate you anyway. Yeah. <sighs> Lucky Reddit. I like how people think that, like, someone said, I respect that. I respect him. I'm grateful everything he does. Because that post started with a little bit of, um, you know, like, positive stuff. That's actually a psychological tactic that is used to get your quote-unquote controversial but not actually controversial opinion upvoted and make you seem more amiable. People actually upvote it, and then you're you're more likely to say whatever you want, and you don't have to believe anything that you just said prior to make it sound like you're you're nicer than you are. Uh, so things like unpopular opinion here, I know I'll get downvoted, but does anyone else think that Travis is a nice guy? But all those are the same platitudes that psychologically fulfill the same things in your brain, and they don't actually mean anything. That's not what the post is about. So just cross off your brain and read what the post is actually about. So I I message. I wanted to. Travis it's so it's it's not so what was what was really funny was um the I so that person so I in the comments I invited that person onto hotline league or to my like just do it not even hotline league but just my stream and I, I so I said that and I think a lot of people thought this was like I was gonna throw down with the OP or something I actually think there's a huge conversation here to be had about you know what goes into an interview in the esports space how hard it is to get them uh, you know, what opportunities are there? I don't know, any of that stuff, right? And so I thought that I would just have a discussion with the person. They DM'd me and was like, and they just apologized profusely. They said, oh, really? yeah, they were like, hey, like, here's a, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I feel like, you know, it's whatever. But just one line in it was like, honestly, I really love Hotline League and your talks with Mark Zini, And I value your behind the scenes, uh, your opinions and behind the scenes information you show everybody. So I was just hoping for some in that interview. And hey, I totally get that. Like, that's the thing is I, a lot of people I think followed up on that Reddit thread and said, 
Travis doesn't take any feedback. That would have been perfect feedback. Uh, I and I I do actually take feedback. There was a there was a comment on one of my YouTube videos today that was like, uh, "Oh, Travis asked Doinby pretty similar questions to the Yankos interview. I wish he'd mixed it up a little bit more." That's actually like. 100% true. Uh, the context there was that we were literally at the start of All-Stars. We I did like five or six interviews back to back. Like all the players became available all at once. And so I didn't really have any time to uh, to like, it was literally like, here's Yankos, here's Doyen B, here's, you know. Um, but it, it is yeah. true that like in those two interviews, I ask a lot of the similar questions. And uh, right, and I think, and I feel like, and so like that's the thing where I will look at it in the future and just think like, okay, crap, you know, maybe it's Worlds, maybe it's All Stars, maybe it's Rift Rivals. I'm doing all these interviews back to back. I need to make sure that I I vary them up a bit so that people who are watching the interviews back to back don't feel like I've just run through a similar topic list. But but uh, so I do take that criticism, and I would have taken the criticism of like, hey, you know, I would have liked to have had your opinion a little bit more in that Parth interview, or have you follow up with them a little bit more on on stuff. It just sucks that it turned into this giant Reddit thread. Well, that's the other thing, I too. Think... Is... Oh, sorry, you, Emily. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I I would love to chat with people about, like, journalism just generally, uh, because I think it's interesting, but I just assume that it's everyone in the chat is going to, like, fall asleep. Yeah. But in terms of, like, interview prep and, you know, what goes into an interview and the different styles of interview. I mean, I write things and no one reads them, um, but I put a lot of effort into interviewing people. So um, I think that that to me is an interesting discussion. Also, yeah. Travis, I've given you feedback and you've given me feedback yeah. and we, we have not ever come to blows before. So yeah. well, that's, that's, I don't think, that's yeah. like, <laughs> I think that's the big thing is how you frame it, which is why, like I said that stuff at the beginning, because he, he goes in with like that initial tact and then says, you know, you're a privileged person. Then this is quoting from someone else who, who took it from it. You're a privileged person who only gets to know these things and no one's could to the public, fine, reveal it, let them say what they want, throw it on your channel, monetize, I don't care. Just don't pretend it's an interview. You're sitting there waiting for them to stop talking, not acknowledging their points and then blitzing out another question. Don't pretend that's an interview. Call it, or journalism, call it what it is. And it's like, you're intentionally being incendiary because it's Reddit and this is how things work is that you you do those two things in combination. And that's why I think it's it's hard to take these things seriously when it's like, you preface it with like the psychological priming of, oh, I swear I'm not being overly negative and critical with the overly negative and critical that doesn't really make a, a great point. But this is reactionary and people like reactionary. And then this is like, um, not humbling. I can't, I can't remember the right word I want to use, but like you're already priming people to not want to get offended. And, and then the, you, you get them with like the one-two punch. It's actually an incredibly effective tactic. And it's something that a lot of people do unintentionally. Um, but it's just funny that that passes for like feedback because that's not, you know? Yeah. Whereas like what you're, what you're talking about where like you reach out to the guy and then he actually gives you what feedback should be, you know? Yeah. That's what I wish. I wish that, that, I mean, obviously selfishly, I wish that there hadn't been like a thread at the top of the subreddit that everyone at all stars was like. Saying, don't worry, I, you know, like Yankos at the end of the interview, I, I make to a joke fair, about it. It was great publicity for you. In the it end. was great publicity for me, and it became a hilarious meme with like everyone I talked to at All Stars. People would either come up and be very like pitying of me, 
or and like oh i'm sorry dude that like that hate thread was up or they we just all memed it right like the twitter posts yeah but uh it i i think like i would have taken this person's feedback way more seriously if they had just messaged me like i actually read every message that i get other than whenever it's like obviously super hate-filled i read like the first sentence notice what it is and then i look at their twitter or something like that and see that there's somebody who's just a jerk and then i block them or ignore them but uh i don't know i i think i really want to take feedback and i really appreciate that stuff and and i do think i could have been more active in the parth thing or parth interview only problem is oftentimes like you know as i said in that reply people don't understand the context of the situation right like there was so much to talk about part to parth about in that interview and he had to get in and out of my apartment relatively quickly um and so yeah i could sit there and be like well let's deep dive into this topic but then maybe we wouldn't have had a chance to talk about dardock at all you know so uh sicarius in chat says move on holy shit uh, and since it's past 10 o'clock moving on means ending the show so i guess twitch chat just wants us to end the show is that okay travis uh can i leave well the one i want to say one other thing really quickly i'm sorry I, i'm just trolling yeah, yeah, no, it's just good. a funny funny point for someone to ask us to move on at the end of a show you want us to just end you can leave <laughs> move Same on thing. to the conclusion <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you <laughs> Kizich RS in the chat said I think the problem is you're the only person who interviews in person your style is very different from Richard Lewis or Thorne and Reddit doesn't get a wide range of different interview styles I'm not the only person um, but also somebody I think it was Kizich earlier as well mentioned something about there's this idea that um, oh he says there's no interviewer who presses on is- presses on issues like Richard Lewis or Thorne many of the interviews are like Travis very passive and let the other person talk so that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is just, uh, and by the way, it's the end of the show. If you're, you don't want it, I purposely brought this up at the end of the show so that people can, if they're not interested, just turn it off. But, um, the, I produced last year, I think over 500 videos for my YouTube channel. The vast, vast majority of those are interviews. Um, the, there is very rarely or not very rarely there it is not often people have this idea that like journalism and interviews and all this stuff is just this quick back and forth. Um, two reasons for that is one, the vast majority of interviews that you watch are edited down. Uh, most of the time they do not run completely unedited. Uh, they cut it down for time for brevity, either to make it like a three minute thing to run on a TV show or to make it like 10 minutes or so for YouTube. Esports has uh, this cool thing, which I really like where, almost all content is completely uncut and uncensored. And that's what I've always tried to do. That's why you get 30 minute long interviews. So that's why one of the reasons why it doesn't seem as snappy and like as interrupty because you literally are just letting the other person talk. And then you're asking your next question or responding to them or asking a follow-up question. The other thing is, I think people have this, I have this rap about not like digging in or asking a ton of like aggressive follow-up questions because I don't vast majority of the time. And that's because the vast majority of my interviews are like LCS post-game interviews where I'm not going to interrupt Doublelift and say, there's just like nothing to interrupt anybody about. You know, it's not, it's not like an interrogation type interview or where I'm, I'm sitting down across the table from some CEO at a, a pharmaceutical company who's been polluting like a river and saying, why won't you answer my question? You know, like, it's just like, that's not the vast majority of the interviews that um, I do. But if people do want to see interviews that are like that, um, you know, there's a lot of them. One one of them that stands out to me was an interview that I did with 
uh, Waylon and Jared, where we talked about a ton of stuff. This was back in the Yahoo days in the studio. Emily, you might remember this. Where around like the uh, like revenue sharing with the players around like skins for uh, worlds and all that stuff. Um, there was a ton of follow up questions in that, and that's that I I think of that. Obviously, that was a bit ago. I think of that interview because it's one of my favorite that I've done because I felt like it was really it was one of the first times I really got to dive in on a bunch of the riot stuff for LCS. But um, there's like if you want to see me do a lot of that stuff, I would say like if those if you don't like the more fun, lighthearted stuff like what I'm putting out all week long from All Stars, I would recommend you watch maybe exclusively my interviews with team owners and. Uh, folks that are getting involved in this stuff, right? I'm going to do interviews like the interview I did with Chopper at the start of this year is a great example of that, where I ask him questions around the way that LCS is starting and why haven't we seen LEC do content yet? And, or sorry, LEC, why haven't we seen content when LEC was already starting to put their stuff out? And there's a lot of that stuff. So anyway, look, I'm going to get better. I don't think I'm the greatest interviewer of all time. I think I'm pretty decent after doing this well, for not, eight years why don't, why don't you start with learning how to interview yes that is my first thing i will learn how to interview and i will ask a single follow-up i can dig out my old actually i don't even think any of them would apply because all of my journalism textbooks are like history of media and stuff all of the interview stuff we did like in class yeah. never mind no it's it's fine uh, I'm sure my parents have them in their in their house. I'm visiting them soon. Can, I can loan them to you. Thank you. you that would be really helpful. <laughs> uh, it would be really great if you could give me those. I need as much help as I can get. Either way, <laughs> thanks everyone for uh, for supporting me on all this stuff, and uh, I really appreciate it. Um, uh, and I I will you know I listen. I appreciate also the people that send me feedback in a nice way that isn't. Uh, hard flaming me or insulting my personal appearance and stuff like that. Hey, could be worse. It could be me. <laughs> That's like a ton of YouTube comments. Monka S, yeah. <laughs> my personal appearance. It's unlucky. Yeah, that sucks. Is, is, yeah, it's whatever. Is, I'm not here to look at it. I'm here to comment on League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. Nail that shit, though. YouTube comments are not always the best. Anyway, uh... Kind of weird way to end the show, but yeah, wow, yeah. this is a downer. I, no, I know, I know, but better, <laughs> better to end the show this way than to than to start it this way. And I felt like is that a good transition? If, that I need to help my yeah. girlfriend get her laundry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, you have anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to plug? Um, just if you hated TFT, strap in because I'm doing more TFT this week. Uh, <laughs> I think it's on Thursday uh, with Frodan, who I love, so it's really, really great. Emily, do you have anything okay. you want to plug? What when is your fashion column coming out for the Louis Vuitton stuff? Oh, I saw it's that a, and I was actually really excited. Do you do you yeah, know? Yeah, it's about assets. Uh, we're just making sure that we have the right picture assets, actually. Nice. So. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. I am excited um, for that. For, uh, do you want to explain what it is? Sorry, we should say for the chat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I've been joking around for a really long time, actually, that if they if they actually did like a full Louis Vuitton fashion release that I would rate it because I'm actually weirdly really intrigued by esports meeting fashion in all sorts of ways. And again, another reason to watch LPL. 
I know I'm harping on this, but like LPL does all sorts of weird collaborations. Uh, one team has put out several clothing lines that are just based around their dog, not clothes for dogs, but as in the clothing line has like the dog's face on it. <laughs> um, and actually, I think they have clothes for dogs too. But anyway, uh, and the LPL in general has a ton of uh, pro players that are super into mainly like a lot of them are huge seeker heads, but um, there's like uh, people went through you know, Doinby's LPL all-star outfit, and it was, like, thousands of dollars, like, off of some... I, I forget who did it. Uh, I forget who designed his jacket. But it was, like, this insane suit jacket with, like, gold-embroidered phoenixes yeah. on the shoulders. I I, tweet, I retweeted a, a picture of it and, like, all the, the list of uh, how much it was and what fashion houses they were from. Anyway, I'm doing a fun fashion column on the louis vuitton wall line that released uh today so and i was like on it as soon as it released i was like you guys said you'd let me write about this i'm so excited because uh, i don't know anything about fashion and so like when i saw the reddit threads and of course it's a bunch of gamers flaming high fashion which is probably two pretty far demographics for the most part uh, for like average fan bases or whatever. So I, I, I had no idea how to judge because I'm in that fan base of like, I don't, I would never buy this stuff. So like, <laughs> I want to know like from people who understand fashion and are informed about this stuff, like what to make of it. Because it sold well from my understanding. Um, I don't love the way it looks, but I also am wearing a fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. Look, Mark, so, people make fun of you for looking homeless when we were on the Yahoo show. I still, <laughs> he still gets made from it. It's only gotten worse. Yeah, so like, I don't like the way that stuff looks, but I also understand I have a terrible sense of fashion, so I'd love to read about it from people who do have a good sense. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think the intersection is really interesting. Um, and, and yeah, so I'm writing about that, and that should be fun. I'm also writing a giant feature on NA Talent that's hopefully coming out this week as well. Nice. Well, I'm excited for both of those. That'll be cool. Well, either way, thanks everyone. I've got like 20 something videos that are going to hit my YouTube channel over the next week uh, from all stars. We've got so many videos hitting. Uh, so either way, uh, just stay tuned for that. Uh, check out the Alienware giveaways that I promoted during the Alienware break. There should be links to those in the YouTube description if you're watching on YouTube. And again, thanks everyone for watching the show. If you're watching live, stick around because I'm going to debut uh, one of those interviews after we do a quick bounty. Thanks, everyone, uh, for watching. This has been Hotline League episode 102.